Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. <laughs> Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? Look at the enthusiasm I come out of the gate with, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling spry. That's right. I feel spry. Not to be confused with spree. I don't feel like hard candy that ripped off sweet tarts. I feel spry, which means springy, which means I feel like an old man born anew. But if I felt like spree, I'd feel like a chewy hard candy that I ate all the time in study hall. Uh, when bands were selling candy, not all bands. I mean, my band at my high school, not band. <laughs> what if bands did? Bands just came, you know, I bought candy once from the band Boston. Oh, it was delicious. Baked beans? Certainly it was. I bought some candy from Mario Speedwagon. Uh, well, then again, I used to be lonely, but I learned about living alone. Um, why am I doing that song? That had nothing to do with candy. Uh, you know, I bought candy from Bow Wow Wow, and then they bought it right back for me. Do you know why? <laughs> it turns out they wanted it more than I did, and I was actually, I actually charged them double. I said, all right, you're going to do this? You're going to pull this shit on me? Annabella Lewin and these other three faceless fucks? You want to go ahead and sell me some candy and then tell me you want it worse than I do? I'm going to double that fucking price. And you know what? You're going to goddamn pay it. Go to, go ask Malcolm McLaren to open up his wallet and hand you a handful of fucking goddamn British pounds and give them to me and I'll give you your candy back. I know you want it. I hear you. Uh, my baby. My baby. My baby. Oh, no. Again, a song that has nothing to do with candy. Uh, Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson wanted some, too. As a matter of fact, they're just like me. They're just like us. Celebrities, they're just like us. They want candy. Now, look, I'd rather eat pussy than candy. We all know that. Possibly. It seems early in the show to bring that word in. Uh, but I but I don't give a fuck. It's a mantra I keep trying to say to myself. I keep trying to remember it because I literally, as you know, that's been my mantra for the past six years, seven years, uh, except for the times I ate candy and I forgot about eating pussy because I'm that guy. I went ahead and said, uh, well, you know, uh, maybe I go ahead and shelve this, uh, but, but not shelve. I just... You make decisions, and sometimes decisions are made for you. It's not like a lot of pussies lining up to be eaten by me. I don't know if that, that sounds fucking awful. Like, like I'm at a county fair, and it's just a table full, and I'm just tasting them all to go ahead and just declare a winner. Tastiest pussy in the county. I can do that. Fuck yeah, make me the judge for that fucking thing. Fuck this nonsense of just going out and trying to get a real gig somewhere. I'll go be the fucking official pussy taster of this country. I send me to every county fair. I'll just be sticking blue ribbons on hot women's navels and going, yep, here we go. Uh, all right, that seems like an aggressive uh, act to, for me to do. Oh, but the summer's coming up. You know, you can't. Uh, you got to put it out there. You know. You know what? 
You dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So I'm, I'm just, I got a bib on. That's what I'm doing. I wear a bib everywhere I fucking go because I'm hoping to be America's official pussy eater. Uh, and then I'm just, I'll be passing out blue ribbons all over the goddamn place. I, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you've turned this off already because we've gone off the rails. We've careened off the rails. Uh, what was I going to tell you? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I, I went to start the show here. Uh, here's what's going on with me. I went to start the show and I do a, you know, I have a little routine. Eh, not a routine. That sounds like I'm doing a fucking soft shoe before the show starts. <laughs> da, da, da. I got a cane and a straw hat. I got a barbershop quartet jacket. And I, I do a song. I don't. Um, but I do that goofy thing where, I'll, you know, I, I hit start. and I'm like, <sighs> like I exhale. I don't know why we all have our patterns. And it's been 11 years. You got to have something, some sort of routine to hang your straw hat on. But... Uh, I went to drink some water because my throat was like kind of, eh. so I'm like, all right, well, I'll get some water in me. Why not go ahead and maybe uh, lube up the old vocal cords. I'll shoot some old Astro Glide right down my goddamn gullet and see if that makes everything come out smoother for fuck's sake. And I mean, I sound good. You can't argue with that. I definitely sound good. And I'll get to that in just a second, by the way, because I'm, I'm doing research on things and I want your opinions. I want you to tell me what's what. Because uh, this is the thing I've talked about in the Twitch room before, and I and I talked with my friend Michelle, and I've talked to a bunch of other people. Who cares? I'll get to it in a second. But let me tell you this: I drank some water, and uh, I, I have you ever forgotten to do something in the middle of doing it? Like like if you really think of because again, you ride a bike, whatever the fuck, you drive your car, you and and if you ever really think, I've done this before. I told you when I was Ubering. One time I Ubered a fuck ton one week, and when I really started to think about what I was doing that I was piloting a fucking, you know, quarter ton death mobile down the fucking road. And if I sneezed, I could kill everybody within a fucking 30 foot radius. I, I mean, it's strange. It's a weird thing. If you ever really start to focus on the thing that you're doing, like, I mean, look at this now. I'm staring at a microphone and I'm talking to you guys. And, uh, and, and this is what I was born to do. This is what I've been doing for a long time. This is my skill. This is my art. Uh, but at the same time, if you really start to think about it, I'm sending my voice out to 10,000 fucking people. And I'm, I'm talking about eating pussy at county fairs. I mean, it's, it's a little strange, you know, if you really go ahead and intensely think about what the fuck you're doing. Um, and like I said, with a car or anything like that. So I, I, have you ever, let me ask you this. Have you ever really thought about using a fork when you're eating like a fork and knife and you go to cut a steak? And, and I see people all the time uncomfortably cutting meat I, and, uh, or comf- maybe perhaps they're cutting meat uncomfortably. I, I don't know. That's an adverb. You can put it wherever the fuck you want. But I mean, someone who, you're somebody who holds like a prison fork, that backwards fork and they're fucking sawing with their goddamn steak knife. And you're just like, man, where, how, when did you get out of county motherfucker? Like put that fork in your hand the right way. Be delicate, be gentle. That steak needs to be carved up. It certainly needs to be carved up by a Picasso, not a fucking hatchet, man. You're not fucking uh, Gunner Nelson. I say Gunner Nelson. No, he's a fighter in the UFC. Uh, who played that? Who's in fucking Texas Chainsaw? Who's uh, Gunner Gunner Hansen? There you go. I was gonna say Gunner. Wait, did I just say Gunner Hansen? Is he a fight? He's another Gunner Nelson. No, okay. Gunner Nelson's the fighter in the UFC. Gunner Hansen is fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? I love Freddy Krueger's a slicer. He's a, he's a slicer and a dicer. Don't kid yourself. But I mean, everybody else just goes like like you think Jason gives a fuck about where he puts that machete? No, man. He's just plopping it right in the that your face or right in the middle of your fucking Adam's apple or or right in your gut. He doesn't even think about it. So sometimes I see people when they're holding their fucking uh, their fork the wrong way and they're using their their sawing with a fucking steak knife. I'm just I'm mad at them. I'm furious at them. And I'm furious more at their parents because who taught them how to cut their meat? Uh, Certainly not Peyton Manning. (laughs) Cut that meat. So I took uh, I took some water. To get ready for this show. Hold on. My fridge is playing bongos. 
Isn't that weird? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Is there water in my fridge? I don't know how fucking things work. It's I, I swear to God, dudes, I am I am not a man. I'm not even a grown up. Like I maybe there are people out there who know how a fridge works, and there's an internal combustion cooling unit. I I don't I have no clue. All I know is you plug it in and it gets cold. That's it. That's all I need to know. I set the temperature inside, and, you, and after you plug it in, it hums occasionally. And when I reach in there, things are cold. Waters, yogurts, whatever the fuck I put in there. Also then in the freezer, which is like the fucking refrigerator's hat, he keeps things colder. And that's why he's on top. If he was on the bottom, and you fuck you in your bottom freezer. I hate that. You know, I honestly, I hate that. If I go to somebody's house and they get that pull-out drawer freezer on the bottom, why, do you, why are you deadlifting frozen turkeys, motherfucker? Just fucking put it on the top. It's an easy grab. And I know maybe there's not a lot of room there. Or get a, you know what, get a full-size freezer. That's the thing. If you get a full-size freezer, although I, you know what, my stepdad had a fucking... Uh, and actually, Jill too. When I was when I was with Jill, she had a fucking one of those freezers that you just top. It's a top loader. You know what I mean? It's just by itself. You open it up because she would. Uh, we would go to shopping, and we would grab some frozen pizzas for just you know if we were ever fucking around at the house doing nothing. And she would put them down in the freezer down in the basement because that's a Midwest deal, man. When people have like a spare. When I was looking for a fridge to replace my old fridge, uh, every, I went on Craigslist and everybody was like, "It's a it's a great secondary fridge," and I, uh, you know, Max has a fridge in his basement too, and I just. Again, because I'm an old, poor man who's 52 years old and has a one-bedroom apartment, I will never own a secondary fridge. It used to be, like, I'll never own a house, and I know that. I've come to grips with that. I'd love to own a house at some point, maybe. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm comfortable knowing that I'll never own a house. Unless I win the fucking lottery, there's really no shot at me owning a fucking house. Or I move out of, out of, out of, out of L.A., I was going to say California. If I move out of L.A., uh, I could I and and apply myself and work really hard. <laughs> I could probably own a house, but uh, since I'm not going anywhere, that's never going to fucking happen. And I'm not going to buy a house in fucking Los Angeles unless I win the fucking Powerball and take that down, and then I buy a goddamn beach house. So, uh, and that's a large thing that I know I'll never have. But now, but then it gets smaller. Then you get older and you're more poor, and you're just like, well, I'm never going to have a secondary fridge. I, I'll, I'll never have more room for cold stuff in my house. I'll never have, I will never have a full fridge and, and then like have a grape and I go, man, I got to put this grape somewhere and then I won't, I won't have anywhere to store it. That'll be a warm ass grape. I'm gonna have to have warm grapes, motherfuckers. You see how that turned out? This is what, stay in school, kids. If I, if I can tell you anything right now, stay in school so you can make sure you'll always have cold grapes. It's, it's a through line and it doesn't look like it's gonna work, but at 52, let me tell you, it's a complete through line from not graduating high school or not getting the education you deserve and having to eat warm fucking grapes in your twilight years. Jesus, fuck. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to choke down handfuls of warm green grapes. Ugh. Or Concord grapes. What do I have to do? I mean, what's a better warm grape? I don't know. I like to refrigerate my grapes. I know some people freeze grapes. So, uh, people are weird. Uh, but you just and you just throw them right in the refrigerator's hat and they cool them up. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I haven't tried it. I can't fucking judge people. I mean, I eat a lot of fucked up weird shit. Fuck, I'm eating pussies all over the country at the goddamn county fair. I'm sure people are like, that's not hygienic and I don't give a flying fuck. Put those pussies in the freezer. I'll eat them till they're warm. <laughs> this is, can you tell where my brain's been recently? All right, I got to stop because um, I'm chasing you away. Oh, so, so here's the deal. Have you ever been doing something and right in the middle of it you forget? Now, I'll tell you, I've never done that when I'm eating pussy. I've never forgotten how to do that in the middle of it. I mean, I, you know, in the beginning, you learn as you go along and you're like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing here, but you just kind of make, try to make it work and you, you listen to her and you hope you're doing the right thing. But then eventually you get your, uh, you get your skill set down and you know what you're doing. And, and then you, you like to think, it's like, uh, you know, I'm like the Rod Carew of eating pussy. Like that guy could roll out of bed and hit 370. 
And I'm hoping I'm hitting higher than 370 when I'm eating pussy. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, no offense, Rod Carew. I'm sure you're terrific. But baseball and eating pussy, you can't correlate the two, except for the fact that I'm a consistent performer who's always going to get you the desired result. Um, which doesn't sound sexy at all. <laughs> oh, my God, eat my pussy. You know you want me to eat your pussy because I'm a consistent performer who's always going to get you the desired result. <laughs> Baby, tell you what, lay back. Let me. No, seriously, lay back. Put your fucking knees in the air. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slide down here and put my head right between your goddamn thighs and I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna and I'm gonna fucking make you fucking say my name while you're pulling my hair because I'm a consistent performer who will always achieve the desired result. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm the money ball guy of eating pussy. Uh all right, hi. I gotta shake that fucking image right now. I'm sure none of you can. All right. Um What were we talking about? Oh, so the forgetting to do shit in the middle. I, I went to drink some water. Before the show started, I went to uh, chug a lug a little crystal geyser out of my plastic bottle uh, that I have here. And it's not my plastic bottle. It's a plastic bottle of crystal geyser. I don't see. I don't want to make it sound like I have a specific bottle for water, although I'm supposed to get one. John's like, he's, you know, my trainer's like, dude, you should just get a fucking bottle and you carry it with you because you'll save money on bottled water. If I had a fridge that dispensed ice. I, oftentimes, that's what happened. I was in Arizona, or if I'm at Mex's house, or I'm, if I'm uh, visiting Fearful Jesuit at the compound, they have refrigerators that dispense ice. So I don't need any bottled fucking water. I just go ahead and drink icy water out of the goddamn fridge. That's the best. Uh, but at my house, you know, I don't, I don't even, I, I, I just recently, when I bought the fridge, I was considering buying ice trays. Uh, again, as a grown man, I told you about pots and pans and an instant pot and a bunch of spices and shit like that. And I'm like, Hey, I should get some fucking ice trays. And then I could break, you know, make my own ice. And then I could not have to, I would save on bottled water because I'm spending, you know, I buy a, a, a pretty good, eh, what the fuck? I drink a case, two cases a week of bottled water. Like, uh, cause they'll have this deal at smart and final and it's two, it's 35 half liters. So basically 17 and a half liters. So I'll buy two of those. So you're getting 35 liters of water and it's only eight bucks. But with the tax and shit, it's 11. So but, so that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. However, if you're drinking free water, then there you go. That's certainly better than 11 bucks, right? Um, but then you've got to invest in the fridge that dispenses the ice cubes. And then you get the crushed ice or the round ice or the square ice or whatever the fuck. And then you got to worry about your fridge crapping out. Because, I mean, we just heard mine playing bongos. And like I said, I don't know how the fuck it works. Well, my fridge died before, it just stopped being cold. And after 20 fucking years, it totally made sense. It was time for it to retire. You know what? That, that fridge was finished making things cold. And it was time to go to a junkyard and trap infants. That's all it wanted to do. That, that refrigerator is moving on to the, 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 the zenith of his life. He had already kept as many things cold as he possibly could. And he's like, God damn, it's time for me to trap a toddler. Get me out of here and send me to the junkyard. And I did. I donated him. I said, go ahead, take him. Go ahead and put him in a, in a school parking lot and see what happens. That's all that matters. You know, like when you get bed bug mattress, they're like, man, just wrap it in fucking cellophane and put it out in the yard with a sign that says bed bugs. And that's what I did. The city came and took it. So maybe that's with fridges. Maybe your fridge craps out. You're just like, well, you know, boy, it's like when you take a dog and you're like, ah, oh, the dog went to the farm upstate and he runs around and he has friends with all the other dogs. You take this refrigerator. You're like, I'm going to put you in a schoolyard. It's time for you to be bait. It's time for you to trap somebody. So there you go. That's what that's all fridges do. They put in their 25 years making things things cold, and then it's time to go ahead and suffocate a toddler. That's how they handle it. And I don't blame them. That's how, that's how, that's really the main functions in life. I, and look, they've done yeoman's work, keeping your stuff cold for 25 years. How dare you deny them the pleasure of suffocating a toddler? Why would you insist on sending your fucking refrigerator somewhere else to get repaired or throw it out or smash the door or whatever the fuck bullshit. Don't disconnect that door. You know what? It's survival of the goddamn fittest. It's Darwin's law of survival. If some kid goes ahead and climbs in a fridge and closes it behind him, I got bad news for you, son. You're not going to go to college. That's it. 
That's a fucking bulletin for you, baby. Stay out of the fridges so you don't wind up going to fucking college. Uh, or you do wind up going to college. If you stay out of the fridge, then you can go to college. Good. I got all mixed up there. See, that it works. So, uh, so I have a bottle of water here. You can hear it. I'm going to take a sip now because my mouth seems a little dry. Although, let's see if I can... Uh, whatever. All right. Feeling better. Um... <clears throat> well, I'm not as parched, I should say. I don't have a dry, uh, I still got a tombstone throat, which is good. I like I like having this, uh, that throat. And we'll talk about that in just a second. However, uh, before the show, I went to drink water, and I, I don't know, like I said, have you ever forgotten how to do something in the middle of doing it? I forgot how to drink water. It, it was the strangest thing. It was like my throat seized up, and I didn't know how to swallow. And so I poured water into my mouth, and it was that thing where it just, it kind of went into my mouth and I realized I wasn't going to be able to swallow it the right way. So I kind of tried to open my throat instead of swallowing and just let it roll down. But then when it did that, I, you know, if you ever inhaled water the wrong way, I, and so, <laughs> this is so stupid. I poured it in my mouth and I, 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 for some reason I could not, it was that instantaneous thing where I go, I'm not going to be able to swallow this. What the fuck am I doing? And so I opened my throat to try to let it just roll down, but then it just kind of pooled up in the back of my throat and, uh... It's that dry drown. You ever dry drown? It's like that thing where you drink something that goes down the wrong way and you feel it. You're like, <laughs> well, that's, uh, dudes, I put it in my mouth. I opened my throat and it hit the back of my throat and it, it did something and I coughed. I just fucking <laughs> and fucking water went all over the microphone, my laptop, my other computer screen and my desk and and uh, and my shirt. My shirt right now is still kind of soaked in the front and uh, I don't even know why I'm sharing with this with you other than the fact that I if. One of those things where if somebody saw it through my window, they they would have just laughed for days. Like, what the fuck just happened to that guy? Because all of a sudden, I mean, it was a comical spit take of of vaudevillian proportions. I mean, it just came leaping out of my throat with this fucking water for no good reason. And uh, and so then I you know then I'm sitting here dripping. And that, there's nothing worse than that, buddy. And uh, you know you're just sitting there with a fucking wet face. Which by the way, I will have at county fairs all over the fucking United States this summer. But um. But I was trying, I'm just, and you just start laughing. I mean, I just started laughing because I realized, uh, I'm an idiot. I mean, I'm literally like, that's, that is the most basis, basic of skills I would imagine is swallowing something. And then sure enough, man, I just fucking ganked it all over the place. And so then I got to get up and then and I, there's not, dude, is there anything worse than that chain of events where all of a sudden you've got to do a bunch of the shit that, that you weren't planning on doing that steps on your plans for the day? You know, I told that story about the, uh, when I brought home, I was, I had, I had planned to watch baseball and eat Taco Bell. So I got up, I ran errands, I did all this shit. This is a million years ago. And then I, I iced a glass in the freezer in, a, in the refrigerator's hat. I threw it in there. And then when I got home with my Taco Bell, and I mean, I'm talking like $15 with a Taco Bell. I mean, I was going to marinate it and I was just going to be fat all Saturday afternoon and watch a baseball game. I was excited. And, uh, and again, like I said, this is 1992. This is a while ago. And fuck me, man. I, I, I brought the Taco Bell home. I put it on the countertop. I brought out the glass out of the freezer. I poured milk in it, and it just fucking shattered because the milk was ice cold, but the glass was iced cold. I mean, it was in the freezer, and it was a glass glass. I shouldn't have done that, but I digs. I wanted it to be frosty cold, and so it shatters. So I'm like, motherfucker, because now I got a bag of Taco Bell just congealing. I mean, you got to wolf that shit down. Uh, even $17, $15 worth. I mean, I'm eating all afternoon, but I can heat up a taco in the microwave later or whatever the fuck. But I, I, believe me, there's no later when I weighed 500 pounds. I'm just going to fucking mow through this shit. And at the time, I probably weighed four bills probably. 
But, but I, I mean, dude, I had to wait. Look, I didn't wait four bills that day. I did by the end of the fucking afternoon when I powered through that goddamn bag of Taco Bell for $15, $17. Holy Jesus. So the glass shatters. And and as you know, milk in a glass is death. Uh, or, or, sorry, milk on a rug is death. You're just, you have to you have to get it up quick because otherwise it'll soak through to the fucking pad. And then your whole house just smells like a diaper. And you're like, ah, oh, this is fucking awful, man. What a drag. Just I, so the milk went all over the countertop and then there's glass. And I, I'm like trying to be gingerly cleaning that up on the countertop. And then I go to soak it up through the rug and I'm like, you know, I, I have to wet a, a fucking towel and wipe it up and then, and just start scrubbing it. And I got a scrub brush out from under the sink and you're doing that. And again, you're just trying to get it done quick, man. You're just trying to get it done because I'm going to watch baseball. My Taco Bell's congealing and I just want to drink some fucking milk and relax. And it's a Saturday afternoon. It's fucking gorgeous outside. I want to finish this and then go outside. I go play, whatever the fuck. So there's milk all over the joint. I clean up all the goddamn milk and I scoop up all the glass and the milk and the paper towels and all this fuck ton of stuff. And I put it on top of the garbage and it's on top of the garbage. So uh, I go to the thing where you go to squish the garbage down because it's, you know, it's up above the can. And sure enough, man, I go to press the garbage down and I'm pressing it down. I press it down and then just... I, I I knew it the second it happened. I was pushing down on the glass and then the glass broke and my finger, it just, it just sliced open the tip of my fucking finger. And I looked down and, and you've, you've all done this, uh, whether you bang your toe on something and you look down and the nail's gone or, uh, you know, just a, something crazy. You scrape your knee. Well, I looked down and, uh, my hand was still in the paper towels and I, and all of a sudden the paper towels were just red. And I went, oh, don't even. So I put my hand up and there's just a flap, <laughs> just a fucking skin flap hanging. And I'm like, oh, this didn't. No, you're kidding me. Right. And it wouldn't stop. It would not stop bleeding. And I and so I fucking held like, you know, wet paper towels on it. And, and then finally, I, 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 I did that for however long. And I told my buddy Dennis, I'm like, dude, I got to go to fucking urgent care. I mean, I, I don't believe this is happening, but I have to go to fucking urgent care. And, uh, and I did, I had to go in, into urgent care. And then you're waiting there for nine hours as other people are like, ah, my hair hurts. Fuck you, man. Look at my fucking hand. It looks like, look, I, I look like fucking Jason Pierre Paul for fuck's sake. I got half a finger here. Um, and then you get in there and they stitch up the flap and thankfully I didn't lose anything, but I do still to this day, I have. I had nerve damage because now I can, like, if I touch my finger, I can feel it on the inside. I've told you I have that on my forehead too. Like on my right temple. If I, if I rub my temple, I can feel it behind my eye because Darren Chisholm elbowed me in the fucking head when I was a kid. Well, now, like on this finger, if I slide my hand on it and don't think I'm not doing it, as I tell you right now, I'm touching my finger, I'm touching my temple. Uh, when I slide my hand on my fucking finger, I can feel it inside the finger. It's that weird nerve damage. It's kind of dead in one spot. It's just so. My point is, folks, just uh, just remember to do things the way they're supposed to be done. Don't fucking smash your hand. Because then that night, you know, we wait in urgent care. We're there for six hours. I finally get stitched up. I come home. My hand is fucking throbbing, and it's a giant fucking bandage. And uh, and, and the worst ever, we walk in the door, and right there on the countertop, just just three pounds of Taco Bell, just a pile of grease and paper. And and I we just I just threw it right the fuck out. I go, I can't, I can't even fucking look at it. I was so depressed. So I, I missed the ball game. I missed my Taco Bell window. I I, liked, I cleaned up all the milk, thankfully. But I also, I had other roommates. Like This was a house I lived in with some my buddies in Anaheim. I lived with my buddy Dennis. Not evil Dennis, but another Dennis Eggs. And, uh, and his brothers, uh, Steve and, and Doug, lived there with us. And um, 
did Jeff live there too? I don't remember. There are a lot of Eggs brothers, but uh, but we all lived in this house in Anaheim, and uh, and I can imagine them coming home and just seeing this pile of bloody paper towels and going, all right, what the fuck happened here? Because they thought I was a clown anyway. I mean, Dennis and I were friends, and I I considered myself a quaint. I, you know, I was I liked his brother Steve. And I didn't mind Jeff and Doug, but they were kind of fuss budgets, you know, and they weren't for me. And they also thought I was a dick. And I told you that story once we were playing fucking Trivial Pursuit and I was burying them and they fucking couldn't stand me. And I was answering every question before the fucking dice even stopped rolling. God, it was fantastic. Uh, I was a cock. Um, so I don't even know why the fuck I told you about that. Why did we spin off into that fucking thing? Because I almost choked to death on water. I fucking I coughed it all over the fuck. So then that's what I'm saying. It's that mess where you do something and you and it just ruins your, your momentum is gone. You got to get up now. So I had to get up. I had to get a towel. I got to clean up everything. I gotta, and also you just coughed water all over your electronics. So I, you know me and my fucking history. That's all I need is for one drop to soak into the MacBook Pro. And then no longer does the G work. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Now I'm going to be Michael Len Schmidt the rest of my life. Uh, but thankfully, I think I've soaked it all up and it looks like everything's going to be fine. I don't I don't know if there's an issue or a problem. But right now, I can tell you everything's dry. I'm dry other than my shirt, my face, my beard. Uh, yeah, everything's dry, folks. So please don't panic. Don't, don't panic. Hold on, panic. Listen to that voice. Hi. Hey, everybody. How are you? Let's get really deep. Uh, I'm doing that every week now. I'm fascinated by it. And I've talked on the Twitch broadcast. I don't know if I've even brought it here. And I'll tell you what, I got to ask you guys a big favor. You got to indulge me here. I don't know what I talk about ever or where I talk about it. So if I repeat shit on this show, now look, I already know I told you the story about Taco Bell and milk, <laughs> the, the fable, <laughs> Aesop's fable about the Taco Bell and the milk. <laughs> I know I've told you that on a previous episode. That's happened. However, I just went ahead and recapped it now because it kind of reminded me of that when I coughed up the water and nobody cares about excuses. I know I get that. Um, but when I do these Twitch streams now, you know, those are three, four hours long. And, and in before, before I even do the Twitch stream itself, I wind up talking for a good half hour beforehand. So it's almost like, uh, and this will sound ridiculous, it's like a Mike Schmidt show. You know, you tune in for a game, but then I'm eating some yogurt, and I'm talking to people in the chat stream, we're all having a good time, and then eventually I start the game. Last week at one point, uh, I might have talked about, again, I might have talked about this on here, uh, this game Yakuza I had to load for two hours. And so I just, well, I had a two, an impromptu two and a half hour chat on Twitch with people. And there's a channel called Just Chatting. And it always makes me laugh to think these new people are like, oh, good, somebody's playing Yakuza. And then they pop in and they're just me eating yogurt, talking about nothing. <laughs> and they're like, who the fuck's this idiot? Shouldn't you be in the Just Chatting channel, buddy? Uh, so I, I often and frequently will forget what I've talked about and where. So if I repeat things on this show, I apologize because I know I've said things on Twitch and I don't know if I've said them here. I've shared the message. I've shared the ideas. I, I don't know. But uh, but I talked on the show here a couple of weeks ago when that one time when I sounded like I just was pouring honey in your ear when I just had the most, I had the best voice I've had in, in uh, all of 2000. I think I had my best voice in 2019. I think it was like three weeks ago. And uh, and I sounded good. Oh, did I sound good? I sound good now. I sound good all the time. Don't kid yourselves. But um, I started talking in the Twitch room, I believe. And I don't know. I, I may have mentioned it here. Uh, in passing, but I, I was talking about ASMR, which is that goofy ass thing where people whisper into microphones and stuff. Hey, hi, how are you? I hope you're having a lovely day. I, I, I wouldn't know what to say, but that, but that's what people do. And I, and so then I was talking to my friend, Michelle, listener, Michelle, who's a fan of, uh, of, of ASMR things. 
or she's well, not a fan. I don't want to fucking rat her out like that. She's not like, woo, I love it. She just said, hey, I stumbled into these things that are online and she, and she was being very nice because I said, well, I've heard about them and I don't know what they do. And she goes, well, I think you'd be good at it. And it turns out ASMR is uh, there's these guys. And look, I don't understand our society. I don't understand people. I don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. But this exists. And I thought to myself, well, if there's a way I can get involved, hey, you know me, I'm always about the hustle. And by the hustle, I mean, I'm never hustling to do anything, but I want to do anything that gets me money for not really working uh, because I am just a, I am a fucking weird bohemian hippie guy who, who should have been alive in 1969 and not two years old because I, I just, I'm on the grift constantly, but I'm not on the grift. I'm giving you things like this. I give you a podcast. I give you a Twitch stream. I'm selling shares in Mike Schmidt Inc. and you're all buying and they're going up and up. But I'm always looking for another way to try to get a side income because the last fucking thing I want to go out and do is drive or do whatever the fuck. And I'll explain to you later why. Um, I mean, I won't explain why I don't want to go. You know why I don't want to go to drive because it's a fucking hellscape. You know what I mean? You're out there meeting people. Hey, dude, get this fucking. I have to go back driving and I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, there's a story. There's a story behind it. But, uh, you know, I've been concentrating on launching the Twitch channel and getting the streaming thing going online. And, and it had a lot of momentum early on, and now it's kind of tapered off momentum-wise. And, and as far as drawing new people, I don't know. I have to make that leap and try to figure out how to, how to find new people and make them uh, get on board with me. You know, because today, I'll tell you what, today... I had a lovely uh, Twitch stream where we talked about soup and rice and we were talking about food and we we're having a good time. And some new guy was there and I'm like, look, I, finally after like, I, I, mean, I talked for like 45 minutes and I said, all right, look, I got to play this game because Ninja Knees is here. I think it was Ninja Knees was his name. And I go, he's here and he's expecting a fucking gameplay and I'm here talking. And in the chat room, and he goes, no, man, I'm actually cool with this. Let's do this. And I was like, ah, oh, Ninja Knees, you're my new favorite person in the world. Uh, because everybody else is very encouraging too. All of the regulars in the Twitch stream, they're just, they're just like, dude, just fucking talk, man. Just talk to us. I mean, the game is fun, but if you're doing this, this is totally cool too. And, and so I have to establish like at least a once a week chat on Twitch on the fucking just chatting channel. I got to figure out how to do that. And when I said figure out how to do that, I mean, just do it. I mean, who figures out what you push a goddamn button and you're talking to fucking people. Jesus Christ. Why do I make it so complicated? Because I do. Damn it. That's who I am. Uh, but I was talking to Michelle and she, you know, on the Twitch channel too, I would get real close to the microphone and I was, I was starting, <laughs> I was being dumb and I was like, yeah, I'm going to start a Mike Schmidt ASMR channel. Cause there's a discord app now too. I think I might, I might've told you about discord. If you don't know what discord is, it's a way to bring a community together where everybody like normally they're chatting when I'm streaming, but now if they join the discord, they're available at all times. Like right now I could pick up the phone and check the discord, see if anybody's in there and just say, Hey, it's Mike who's around. And then we'd have it. It's just a constant chat room that's going on. Uh, under the, you know, the 40 year old boy umbrella, which I like. So if you want the link for that, go ahead and write me or go ahead and check the Facebook fan club page. We put it up there all the time or just search 40 year old boy discord. I'm sure it's in there, uh, but I can invite people and we'd love to have you in there chatting and talking. Um, fuck you yawns as I power the fuck through, but yeah, we would love to have you in there. So go ahead and join the discord. Um, but in the discord, you know, I was, I was teasing and I was talking about, uh, doing ASMR. And then when I was doing the show itself, uh, you know, I would get really close to the, I would get really close to the microphone and I would talk like this I'd go, hi, how are you? Tough day at work. Like all that nonsense. <laughs> and the reason I started doing that is because Michelle told me that on YouTube, you know, there's ASMR, there's all these, there's a bunch of fucking chicks like whispering, which is a thing I suppose for guys. I, I, I so I tuned in and I started to watch some of those and it was this woman 
like she was rubbing a guy's sweater to make it look like she was hugging a guy. And then she's like, hey, did you have a hard day at work today? Yeah, but she didn't talk like me because holy fuck, I don't want to bone me. Uh, well, that's questionable. Maybe I do. But she was uh, speaking in her lady voice. and But she was she was really whispering. Oh, hey, baby, how are you? Like that kind of nonsense. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you put earbuds in and stuff, it would be it would be cool. I guess there are people because there's it says it helps you sleep. But I got news for you. If I got a chick whispering in my ear, the last fucking thing I'm doing is sleeping. I'm going to I'm going to grab a fistful and run off a fucking match and maybe then I'll go ahead and fall asleep. But I mean, I if you got cuz that's I I'll share that with you right now. If you if you see me at the county fair, <laughs> this is take this to heart. Um ears. Oh man, ears. That's a that's a thing for me. I'm a fan. Uh, and, and you know, that just, you know, uh, you want to whisper in them, you want to bite them, you want to, you want to jam a tongue in there. I'm on board, man. I'm fine. And, and look, but you got to do it artfully. Don't just want, and, and also you got to be, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just, and look, this may put me in a position where it looks like I'm being discriminatory, but I have to state my preference. I would like a lady to do those things. Now, if a guy wants to come up and whisper in my ear and, and snuggle me or snuzzle me or schnozzle me, or what's the word I'm thinking of nuzzle, just nuzzle wants to nuzzle my ear and jam a tongue in there deftly, uh, I'm going to pass. No offense, fellas. I mean, I'm sure you're a lovely uh, people and you're good with your tongue in my ear, but I'm going to pass. But if ladies, you know, and also uh, back of the neck, holy fuck, if you got fingernails and I got hair, Jesus Christ, do we have a goddamn party. Man, just grab a handful and just trace your fingernails lightly, but then if you want to scratch my fucking, uh, grab my fucking hair and bite my lip, all right, hi. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I just, man, I'm talking like a guy who hasn't been late in 40 fucking years. You know why? Because it feels like it. Uh, but as I'm on a self-imposed exile, <laughs> as I told you, July 1st, we, as a, we reemerge from the cocoon and we go ahead and take on the world and we possibly go online with dating and fucking go looking for somebody and who the fuck knows what's going to happen. I can't predict anything, man. But, uh, Michelle was telling me about this ASMR. So I went and did some research on it. She also told me there's these guys on YouTube and they do, uh, I, I mean, it just sounds, even when I say it to you, it's going to sound dumb. But they do a fake boyfriend and and they they do a thing where they're trying to make up with they just talk like they're in a dialogue. I guess it's 30 minutes long. The ones that I saw. So I went and researched that. And it's a bunch of dudes, uh, like I said, greeting a woman when she gets home from work or saying, uh, you know, look, you have every right to be mad. I totally understand why you're mad. But uh, but can't we see our way past this? I mean, I brought, I brought flowers and I know that seems like a trite gesture on my part, but I didn't mean it to be trite. I, I I truly mean it to be a gesture showing you that I know you love these things. And can we just, can we put this all behind us and move on? You know, I'm like, and it's, it's literally that it's guys doing 30 minute dialogues of either making up with a woman during a fight or, or greeting her after she came home from work and having made her dinner. And, and I, I don't know who it's for. Maybe there are shut-ins who want to have a fake boyfriend or whatever the fuck. And the weird thing was, uh, with with women, they're on camera, so the women will lean forward into the microphone and they'll like crunch potato chips or carrots or whatever, and they'll whisper, and you can see them doing it. But men, they hide their faces, which is good because nobody wants to see some guy's face. I mean, like, because even in my head, I'm like, what if I did something like this? What if I launched an ASMR channel? Well, you lose almost, I think, three quarters of the battle if you show your fucking face, because the whole point of the fantasy is to just hear somebody talking to you 
And if you see me, then you're like, oh, well, that's Mike talking to me. And nobody wants Mike talking to them. And they want some fucking generic boyfriend that they can. I got to be a guy named Jacques. They want to go ahead and make me a Jacques. Nobody wants wants Mike whispering in their ear and talking about how was your day at work? And hey, you know what? I ran you a bath. I know that seems strange because you don't like baths and I hate baths. Also, we don't have a bathtub and I don't know you're not real. Anyway, get out of my house. Uh, (laughs) That just sounds ridiculous. But people are listening. People are. I mean, this one dude has 800,000 subscribers. And, and I listened to his voice and I mean, I, you know, his voice was okay, I guess. And it, it, he spoke haltingly to me, like almost, I wonder if he types up a script, but then it just, it was, it's your typical making up from a fight dialogue, you know, uh, honey, I please don't slam the door. Will you come out and, sw- and talk to me, please? Will you just, honey, honey, will you come out and talk to me, please? <laughs> and I don't know whose fantasy that is. I uh, to have a gentle boyfriend who makes up with you after a fight. I don't know, man. I got no clue, but it exists. And so on the Discord, I put up an ASMR folder because uh, we can actually enable microphones and talk to one another. And I'm like, well, should I just fucking do dumb ASMR stuff? Because again, I'm it's the hustle, man. It's like if I could put that on YouTube. Because I mean, I like my voice. I think I had a decent voice, and maybe I could pull that off. But also, you know me, I'm I'm relentlessly. Uh, I look at everything with the jaundiced eye. Like I, I can't be like, this is good. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is fucking dumb, right? I'm a fake boyfriend in your house and you're listening to me on YouTube. It just seems ridiculous, but you got to commit to the bit, man. You got to really throw yourself in there to make it work. And, uh, and I'm, as I mentioned, man, I am all about that fucking side hustle. I'm all about whatever I can do to go ahead and bring home money for doing absolutely nothing. If, and, if, and if that means doing that, I'm happy. I'm on board, but I don't, uh, like I, I, I've told you before, like, I mean, I, I can, uh, you know, I can talk, uh, I, it's funny the way, what they called it on YouTube was erotic dialogue. Um, I can talk, I can talk dirty and, and, and make you blush so hard. You'll look like a fire engine. You know what I mean? I can do that because that's it. I'm all mouth. That's what I got. But is there a market for that? That's the thing is I don't know if anybody's going to want to hear that on YouTube. All of a sudden, just hear me fucking talking about, <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. Look, I'm not going to waste it here. I'm not, I'm not going to throw you guys under the bus and make you listen to me practice my ASMR moves on you. But at the same time, there's, there can't be anything for my, for like relentless dirty talk. Can there? But then I thought that, and then I found this dude, like I said, the boyfriend dude. And he's like, Hey honey, I'm going to make you some stew, whatever the fuck. But then he had a Patreon page. So I go to his Patreon page. This motherfucker has three times the Patreon people that I have. Oh, actually, no, hold on. I got, he's got four times. He's got four times the Patreon subscribers that I have. And he has all these, uh, he, you can unlock, he has filthy ones. You know what I mean? Where he's like, I guess he's talking in the sack to some chick or whatever the fuck. And, and I, and, and I mean, if you've got four times the pay, you've got 400 Patreon people who are willing to hear you talk dirty. I'm like, well, fuck man. Maybe there is a market for that. Maybe there is hope for me, but also I'm not that guy. And also I'm old. That's another thing too, is like that plays into it. I'm sure this is some young cat who's like fucking rolling around in a leather jacket. And I don't know why the fuck he's Fonzie in my brain, but apparently that's what young people do. I'm saying he's probably like a good looking young fella. Although I don't know because you don't see his face. That's the thing is you attribute him to being a good looking young guy and it could just be a fucking monster. This could be a job of the hut chain holding motherfucker who's just whispering in Leia's ear and you're just like, oh, this guy's so sexy. And you're like, opa, opa, Han Solo. That guy's not fucking sexy at all. Holy shit. Uh, and then, you know, you freeze your dick in carbonite like a goddamn uh, uh, Han Solo. I invented that in year one. Go ahead and listen to year one again. <laughs> um 
So I guess, I mean, half the illusion would be, you know, them not seeing you because they have to make you look like who they want you to look like. Um, so you, you can't have your face on there. And that's the thing is I'm, uh, how do I put this? This will sound ridiculous. I I am the lowest of the lowest levels of celebrities. I, I have, I barely, barely have a fingernail, half a fingernail into the world of, of celebrity hood. But, uh, but if you Google me, you'll know who I am. So I mean, I guess I would have to put it up as some fucking weird name. You know, like I said, Jacques, the, the masked Avenger. Oh, Ramon, perhaps, perhaps sex talk Ramon rise back. Chess. Oh, 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 your pink satin garters have turned Ramon on. Chess. Uh, pink satin garters. Uh, yeah, because then you know what you're putting a lot of work on the woman at that point. I'm sure like a woman who wants to hear these things, she doesn't want to hear about her fancy underwear. Because then in her brain, she's like, "Where did I get this fancy underwear from?" No, you got to make it like you're just like in, in chart. You're just like all over her fucking skin and her body and her fucking hot. Uh, I was gonna say pores. I, I'm not even joking. I, like I'm sitting here talking about. Yeah, I can talk dirty like a motherfucker. And I almost went, "Your pores are so beautiful. Oh, oh look at your skin. Oh, yes, your pores. Oh, so delightful. I so clear, so wide. If your face is like a putting green. Oh, yes. Uh, Ramon, you're fired. I'm sorry. We have to let you go. What What does that mean? You are fired, Ramon. You are not making any sexy talk about making a woman's face a putting green. But yes, her pores. She, you could sink a 50-foot pot in that face. No, Ramon, you're fired, buddy. All right. Remembering how to swallow works out good a second time. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't need to take drinks. I'm actually doing it just to make sure that I'm still a guy who remembers how to swallow. <laughs> and I don't want to spit take on the air, so maybe I should just wait till I'm off. Who knows? Uh, so I don't know, man. Maybe I do that. That's another fucking dumb hustle I could do where I'm whispering into microphones. Yeah, hi. Hey, how you doing, beautiful? What's happening, baby? You know, whatever the fuck. I don't even know. I can't even imagine. Uh, like, I, look, bullshit. I can't imagine me doing it. But here's the here's another thing. Doing this show is enough where I, I want to get recognition. I want people to quote the show. I want people to write shit down. I remember my, the things that I say that are funny. Like on the Discord, people are starting to bring up quotes from like year one. And it makes me so fucking happy, dudes, to know that I not only did I generate all that and it's out there, but then to hear shit that I said, I go, God damn, I'm funny. I was, I'm fucking hilarious. Uh, and so when people quote tweet or quote the, the, the things I've said back to me and fucking dude, I just want to fucking jerk off. I'm like, yeah, I'm the best. So, uh, but, but I, I do this show and it is this show is me. So you're hoping not to be rejected. You're hoping not to get put on the back burner. You're hoping not to be, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm offering this up for people to like, and you don't want people to not like it or criticize it. And it get, I, and you know me, I take shit like that a little weird. I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to be like, yeah, man, whatever. I just put my art out in the world and I hope people like it. No, fuck that. People have to fucking like it. Cause if they don't, then I'm just, cause I can talk myself pretty quickly out of doing it. I'll be like, Hey man, nobody likes your show anymore. You should stop doing it. Yay. All right. Well, let's go on the internet and hide. Um, so I have to, I have to pull myself kind of out of the death spin all the time. Um, but not really all the time, but a lot of the time I have to pull myself out. So, uh, so getting encouragement is great. But if I, if I did like a fucking finger blasting sex talk with Mike on the fucking on YouTube or something and people hated it, like, and then I'd be like, Oh man, what if that, cause what if that rejection comes out fucking whole cloth where I, I put even worse. Like if I put it out there and nobody listens and th- then you're just, you're just whispering to nobody. 
And, uh, and, and look, I do enough of that. I don't need to do it for public consumption. I don't need to, I don't need to go through the whole motions of going, hi, Hey honey, did you want some tea? I'll put the kettle on and then we can sit back and listen to it. Whistle. <laughs> Holy shit. Am I, I'm a fa- already. I failed at this ASMR thing. Jesus Christ. I can't think of better dialogue than that in the moment. I might actually have to script that stuff. Oh, dearly beloved. Hi, dearest. Well, look at you. Aren't you looking fancy? You're such a peach. <laughs> I'm fired. I'm firing myself. Uh, but yeah, if you do that, man, and you throw out like sex talk and then nobody likes it or people are just like, yeah, nah. Because I mean, one of the dudes I saw, he had a Patreon page and this motherfucker, he put his face out there. And I think that was the huge mistake as a guy. And he's like got his shirt off and he's like, hello, my name is Leonardo. And he sounds totally gay. And I'm like, what are you? Who is this for? Like, what is this, your target audience? Because he was trying to talk to ladies. And, uh, and instead he just, he just sounded like a, a, literally like a Castro street bookstore come to life. I'm just like, what are you doing, man? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, Harvey milk called. He wants you to tone it down because this dude was just, I mean, let's put it this way. If I hadn't coughed water all over my computer, I would have been worried about it getting soaked from the inside from this guy's lisp, generating spit dripping all over the inside fucking parts of my computer. Cause Jesus Christ, this guy, and I don't want to say his name. I think it's Leonardo or some shit, but he's got no fucking shirt on. And, he, and then his Patreon page. So I go to his Patreon page. I think he's got like five people giving him $20. And he's like, hello, my name's Leonardo. And I'm here to do some ASMR. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, good for you, buddy. I hope that turns out great. Because <laughs> you are not going to be getting any of my Patreon dollars. Um, and I think, you know, he, did he have a bow tie on too? I don't know. He, he might have gone straight Chippendales. I don't fucking, well, not straight Chippendales. He certainly went Chippendales though, because he was just, you know, half a torch with a fucking bow tie on for fuck's sake. Um, but that guy, but imagine that dude, right? He sets up a Patreon page. He's got, he's recording stuff, puts it on YouTube. And he's like, all right, yeah, here's the thing. Here's where I'm going to do this. Here's where I, here's where I get people off. This is going to be, it's what I do. I get people's rocks off. That's how I handle my business. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of S's for that guy. Come on, Leonardo. Um, and then he gets three Patreon people. How do you how do you press forward with that? I was just having a conversation tonight. I, I went. Uh, I'll tell you this now. Uh, I did Road Stories, the Marie Valeriano podcast. Me and Pat Francis were on it this week. It'll be out Sunday. It comes out this Sunday. So I had to go record that tonight with my friends Marie and Pat, and uh, and we were talking about the future and and comedy and where we're going and what we're doing and podcasting and all those things. And I, and, and I talked about how the thing I've said on here a million times, there's no greater privilege in the world than being paid to be yourself. The fact that I have a Patreon page that people support is fucking out of this world. It's amazing. The Amazon link, all of these things where I'm able to get generate income streams, uh, you know, I, I, that's why I never want to look like I'm coming up with some phony baloney bullshit to try to trick you into giving me more goddamn money. You know, I think Twitch is worth it. It's fucking four hours of me. You know what I mean? And I'm funny and I'm talking, I'm playing games, whatever the fuck. But I mean, is an ASMR thing? Would that be a, would that be a thing to include on Patreon for people? I don't know if people would be interested in that. I have no clue. And, uh, and I, and the fake boyfriend thing's never fucking happening. Cause again, I don't even, I would, it would be so ludicrous to even try that as a person. I don't know how that guy does it with a straight fucking face, but he's got over 800,000 subscribers because he pretends that he was in a fight with his girlfriend. I mean, I, you know, but honestly to me, that's just like, wait a minute. So you're getting people to pay for the privilege of hearing you be a bad boyfriend. I mean, yes, you're apologizing for whatever the fuck you did, but at the same fucking time, you did something dumb to start this whole chain of events. Put that video out, put that video out where you, you wound up playing video games for fucking nine hours and she, it was her anniversary and you forgot it. And then you fucking went ahead and got drunk and you came home and fell asleep and you forgot everything. And she woke up to find you with your cock in your hand. Cause you ran off a batch in the middle of the night, drunk, sleeping, jerking off on their 
her new leather sofa, and then she stormed the fuck out. That's the that's the audio I want to hear. For fuck's sake, I don't want to hear you going, baby. Please, seriously, reconsider this because uh, I mean, you know how special you are to me, and uh, and yeah, maybe I was naked on the sofa, and yeah, maybe I just launched a couple of ropes over the arm of the sofa onto the rug too. And I know it's crunchy and I know I should do something about it, but baby, I bought flowers. Look at these flowers. They're gorgeous. They're your favorites. Chrysanthemums. You you don't like chrysanthemums. Or I, I understand. All right. No, I, n- nobody, nobody likes chrysanthemums. Okay. I understand. Well, they were on sale, honey. And, and I thought, you know, I know you love a bargain. You're the kind of woman who loves a bargain. Uh, case in point, these leather sofas. We wound up getting them on a discount. Shut up, Mike. Um, so I don't know. I never wanted to look like I'm doing some weird fucking hustle for just the hustle. Uh, it's is it's if it's out there and it's something I think I can do. I don't know. So I, mean, I throw it to you guys. If that sounds like something you think I could do, although with the examples I've given you on today's show, I'm going to say you're all going to say don't do it, Mike, because I have not come through with one solid script or anything good or anything. Because you know why? Because I'm saving the good stuff, man. I mean, I, look, you guys, this is a free show. If you want to go ahead and get the real, the real hot talk from uh, Michael Leonardo with his shirt off and his photo. You want to go ahead and subscribe. Oh, man, I'm going to set up my Patreon and get two people. Imagine that fucking guy, three people paying him $20 or whatever the fuck it is. And not each, not each, six each or six fifty each or whatever the fuck. And he's, he's just working his day job and then coming home and whispering into a microphone and posting that for three people. I don't even... It's like the the Twitch thing. I talked, you know, I went and read a bunch of stuff about Twitch. And they said there's a million people out there who are on Twitch who have no subscribers or no followers. And they stream every day. They keep waiting to plant their flag. They keep waiting for the masses to come and discover them as they play their video games and don't talk or they're not entertaining. And I'm like, man, we just... Have, have we all given up to that extent? You know what I mean? I guess, you know, you don't go to college. Uh, you just uh, you just decide you're going to play video games and people are going to watch and they're going to love you. They're going to think it's great. You know, I've had people, it's funny, I will say this. I, since I was going to start Twitch, I had people write me notes and they were like, hey man, here's the thing. When you start Twitch, you should really, and they, they would just, like this, this one girl sent me three pages of, of advice. Uh, I think it was a girl. Again, you never know with YouTube and email. I have no fucking clue. But it was nice that they would take an interest. But it was almost uh, on an email. I had to scroll down twice. That's how long this fucking email was. And I was like, well, and it was valuable information. I really, I, I dug it where it was like, you know, you have to stick with it. You have to keep doing it. You have to not worry about your numbers and you make sure you know, it's going to come around. You're going to kill it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's the same problem I've run into. So I'm, I'm sure we're very much alike. Da-da. And then I would go to this person's page and... uh uh, they've got like three followers. <laughs> and uh, in my head, I'm just like, this is cool that you're you're reaching out to me, but uh, you and me, not same, same. No offense. But I, I mean, I have a national, if not an international audience built in from 11 years of being in the quote unquote podcasting spotlight. So I'm hoping that at least some of them will migrate over. Now, have a lot of them migrated over? Eh, not really. You know, compared to what I know listens to the podcast with Twitch, uh, in the beginning, it was really, it had a lot of momentum, and now it's kind of, I got a bunch of regulars who come in there, which makes me very fucking happy, because to wrap myself in the warm cocoon of a Kiki and an Ann and a Travis and a Rob and a Scott and a Ruben and a fucking Derek and everybody else who comes in there and fucking hangs out, it's goddamn great. The Christy who pops in periodically, and our friend Zodiac who showed up today. Uh, I enjoy that very much. I like going on and knowing there are people who are just going to be there, and and that's neat, and, and I'd like to get new people involved. Like, today, Ninja Knees showed up. He was a new guy. And uh, Straight Suicide showed up today. And he's a new guy. And uh, he was in England. And, and he told me, he's like, uh, good on you, mate. 
He goes, I got six years on you, but it's good to know there's another mature gamer out there. And I said, well, look, I'm a gamer, but I'm not going to go with mature. That's not a word I'm going to ever use at this point. I go, but I got a secret for you. You say you got six years on me. How old are you? And he's like, I'm 46. So you're the 40-year-old boy. I got six years. I go, ha ha, I'm 52, man. 52 in July. And uh, and I said, I'm the 40. And then I had to explain to him that the show is branded the 40-year-old boy and I couldn't change it. And there was no thing I could do. And uh, and uh and I, look, this is the fun we're having at the Twitch channel, basically. I'll do that fucking 40 minutes up top of just talking. And then I wind up playing a game. Like right now, I'm playing a game called The Last of Us, which is an amazing game. If you want to come to the Twitch channel and check it out, it is uh, set in the dystopian future. We're in Boston, Massachusetts, and we're trying to cross a city to deliver a very special package. I don't want to say what else. I don't want to give things away. But if you tune into the Twitch channel, we're there like basically three o'clock in the afternoon every day. And we go for three, four hours, five hours. Like I said, I've done as long as 11 hours before for um i just saying that out loud freaked me out i did what i did a, a stream that was like 12 hours i think one time and and never moved like i was at the desk the entire goddamn time what a that's just you're just asking for trouble at that point right i mean i i can't make people watch me for 12 hours it's bad enough making them listen to me for two hours every goddamn that's not bad enough you know what i mean it's just that i get selfish sometimes and i think people have nothing better to do with their lives or their time than to hang out with me for 12 hours on goddamn twitch or listen to my podcast or all these other goddamn things that i got juggling in the air they want to listen to my asmr look man nobody has anything better to do than to hear me make a ramen soup and slurp it into a goddamn microphone oh that's that's a game changer that's going to turn your world around if you fucking just get a big bowl of fucking slurpy noodles and just just fucking slurp shit up into the goddamn microphone. Because, again, I'm not kidding. I went to the I went to YouTube. There were girls chewing and girls whispering and girls like scratching their nails on the fucking on the on the actual foam of the microphone. And I'm like, this is man, this is getting somebody off. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's just it's like furries or, or splashing or any of that shit. Everybody, every year's out there. There's with the fucking internet, man. You're gonna find anybody. Some guys into shoes. Some guys into feet. Some guys into feet in shoes. You know, what I mean, it's just uh, there's always subset of what people want. Everybody's gonna want something. Some people want to get tied up. Some people want to be handcuffed. Some people want to tie you up. Some people want to hand handcuff themselves to you. Uh, some people want to fucking lock you up in a fucking chastity belt. Some people want to fucking be locked up in a chastity belt the whole way. And then that's what the internet's for. It brings freaks together. It brings people together. So, uh, I guess if you want to hear me slurp ramen noodles, you're on board, man. Uh, how did it go from sex talk to slurping ramen noodles? See, that's, but this is the thing. This is what it takes to be an ASMR professional. This is me keeping balls in the air. This is me constantly probing and feeling out the public to see exactly what they would want from me in this, in this arena. Do they, when I ASMR, do you just want me to get in tight to the microphone and talk to you like this so you can feel it inside your goddamn ball sack? Or ladies, perhaps you can feel this in your pelvic floor. <laughs> uh, I think I think I made myself nauseous with that. I, that was awful. The pelvic floor. Ladies, can you feel my voice in your pelvic floor? The brown sound. <laughs> the pelvic floor. Wow, what a fucking dope that was. All right, well, that's fine with me, baby. If you want to feel me in your pelvic floor, send, subscribe to my ASMR, and then I'll slurp up some ramen noodles, and who knows where you're going to feel that. Perhaps, perhaps you know what? You'll feel that directly in your spleen. Oh, listen to Mike slurping up some goddamn noodles. That's delicious. Um... So on Twitch, I'm playing this game called The Last of Us, which is, again, a dystopian future and all sorts of cool things. If you want to tune in and see it, that's great. I was playing Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, I was playing that for a bit, and um, I played it for about a week. 
And finally, Sunday, I played it. And then I, I literally, when I finished, I signed off on Twitch and I sat in my chair at my desk and I went, you are not having fun. You, you need, you need to take a break. I mean, I'm not saying I won't return to GTA five. I'm just going to take a break, certainly at least for a week or, or maybe two. Because I'll tell you what, folks, everybody told me they're like, you're going to love GTA five. You're going to totally love playing GTA five. And I'm excited. I was really excited to play it. I couldn't wait to get on board because I know it's a crazy open world game where anything fucking goes. And uh, I started to play it. And the first day was was good. And then the second day was really fun. I did a bunch of crazy shit with a tow truck. And there are clips that were really funny where I was just dude. My favorite thing was you get into the car and the radio turns on. I stole a smart car. Like at one point I just stole a smart car and I started driving all over and the song Give It To Me Baby by Rick James came on. So I just drove around singing Give It To Me Baby and smashed a smart car into fucking people on the sidewalk. That was fun as shit. Like that was crazy fun. Um, But after, you know, four hours a day of that five days in a row, you you find yourself going, what am I doing here? Like what's happening? Because in GTA 5... There, there is nobody with any redeeming qualities. None. There's three main characters so far that I've unlocked. There's a guy named Franklin. He, uh, he lives basically in South Central with his aunt in a house. She hates him. She's mean to him every time he walks in the door, and he's mean to her. He watches TV shows that are mean. He goes you know, in his, in his room and changes into his sweater, whatever the fuck, and he steals cars. And then he hangs out with gangbangers who are mean. I mean, they're funny, but at the same time, they're just dicks. Now, in Red Dead Redemption, you could ride your horse into town and you could look at a bunch of people on the street and you'd be like, hey, mister. Hey, mister. Hi, how you doing, ma'am? And they'd say, hi, how are you? And you could raise your morale. You could actually raise your honor up by being nice to people in the street. And if you wanted to, you could hitch your horse to a post. You could walk up and down the streets of the town and just say hi to people and keep adding to your honor points. And they'd be nice to you. They'd say, as long as your honor was high, they would be nice back to you. They weren't scared of you. They didn't run away. And they'd be like, hello, sir. Well, how are you today? And you'd you'd have a conversation. You could actually press the button like eight times and say eight different things to these people and have a conversation. Then if a dog walked up, you could pet the dog. You could pet doggos all over the fucking Wild West. Red Dead Redemption spoiled me, man, because it's the first game I ever played. And so you could be nice to people in the street. You could be mean to people in the street. You could pet doggos if you wanted. You could go ahead and shoot deer in the head. Whatever you wanted to do was fine. But in GTA 5, they've taken bullets out of your gun because Franklin is just mean to everybody. And he's friends with fucking gangbangers who are mean to everybody. So then eventually you unlock a character named Michael. And uh, I don't want to tell you who Michael is because he has a secret. He's a Michael with a secret. And uh, Michael is rich and he lives in a mansion and his wife is fucking a golf pro or a tennis pro or whatever pro she can get in the goddamn kitchen. And you actually see it like you see, you don't see them fucking, but she's got her ass backed up into the guy's cock. And he's going, you got to swing like this. Here's your, here's your short game or whatatever. Here's your long game. And she's like, tee hee. And he actually sees it happening and he goes and sits in the other room. Uh, and then his kids are fucking awful. He's got a hot daughter whose tits are hanging out all the time, hanging out with porn stars, and she calls her dad a fucking asshole, and she's mean. He's got a fat Jonah Hill motherfucking son who does nothing but play video games and pretend to be a goddamn gang member with tattoos. He has the word entitled tattooed on his neck. He's just a bad kid. Those two kids are mean to Michael. So when Michael leaves his house, he actually goes out, and again, same thing on the street. He'll walk up to somebody and go, hey, and they'll go, hi. And then the next thing he says is, you're a fucking asshole. Like, he's mean to everybody. You can't, it's just relentlessly negative. So everybody keeps telling me, they're like, wait, do you run into Trevor, dude? You're going to fucking love Trevor. Oh my God, Trevor is going to be fucking Mike's spirit animal. And I'm like, all right, I don't know who Trevor is, but as soon as I see him, I'm going to be excited. But playing as Michael and Franklin, like I said, they were fun. there's fun to be had 
When you're in cop chases, you're driving off overpasses, you make fucking crazy barrel rolls, you hide in a parking garage. I mean, it's, there is fun to be had, but I'm finding out about myself as a gamer that I prefer uh, something with a point, <laughs> something with a quest, something that you're trying to accomplish. So uh, even in Red Dead, you're accomplishing shit. You're moving forward. There's a story. Now, there's a story in fucking GTA, but what you're accomplishing is hurting more people and getting more money. And it is, it is, um, I mean, look, the game, the, the word I'm going to use uh, is awful, but the game is not awful. It's crazy fun. It's done very well. I was shocked to see how much it looked like Los Angeles, but at the same fucking time, it was, uh, it was an awful experience because you're just hurting people the entire time. And if you're not being verbally berated by your kids as Michael or by your gangbanger friends as Franklin or whomever else, uh, you're, you're in the street trying to talk to strangers and you're being mean to them. Like you can't, there's nowhere to find any respite from, from malevolence. It is craziness. Everything is mean and, and bad. And there's nothing, I, you know, nothing. I even went to a movie and I watched the movie and even the movie had like, they were making fun of like foreign films and it was on and just, it made no fucking sense. I, even the, and the commercials are just, and I am being biased, but the commercials aren't that funny. Um, everything is, is dick level. You know what I mean? There's not a, and look, I don't need you to be clever in your video game. Maybe a little bit of clever would be fun. I understand the whole game's about punching whores in the face. You know what I mean? So good for you. You can go to a strip club and and get banged, or you can go fuck girls in the street and drag them into your car and shit like that. But it's just, uh, it's constantly, consistently bleak. And it really kind of wore me down over the course of a week. I mean, I think I talked about that with Resident Evil. When I was doing Resident Evil, uh, which I now look back on the experience and I'm glad I did it and I miss it. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to play Last of Us is because it's a scary game. I like scary games. I like Resident Evil. It was scary. But holy fuck, did it get your heart rate up? Because there was a dude you couldn't kill and he would come out of nowhere and he'd be chasing you and it was totally fun to run from him. But then it just felt dark and gross because there was blood and zombie guts on you and you never got to eat. Like I, again, it was coming off of red dead where you could stop and have a plate of prime rib and go get a nap and a bath. Well, in resident evil, man, you're just trying to finish. You're just grinding it out. And it's just a slog because there are zombies and there are monsters and there are fucking skinless Joneses and all these other motherfuckers who want to try to kill you and bite you and eat you and punch you. And, uh, you know, you're, you, you're finding guns, you're doing whatever, but every time you turn a corner, there's a zombie or something. And, and it was again, relentlessly fun, but still relentless. And, and just when the, when the fucking, the tyrant, who's the guy who you can't kill. And he had this fucking music that would go this whooshing sound. Then you would hear him fucking walking with heavy footfalls and it would just inspire dread in you. Now, again, though, I'm glad I did it because when I finally defeated certain big bosses and I, I beat the game with both characters, I did it with both uh, Officer Bieber and Action Barbie. I fucking loved it. I felt this sense of accomplishment. I was proud. I was happy to get it done. It was fucking great. In GTA, man, there's none of that. I mean, that we were casing a, a jewelry store for a heist and that was fun. Because I had to go in, I had to take photographs of the vent, I had to take photographs of the alarm, we had to go up to the roof and find out where the vent was, so we could go ahead and throw poison gas in there and knock people the fuck out, and then smash and grab all the stuff, and then to go ahead and run away from the cops, and we had a motorcycle chase through the fucking wash, that was totally fun. And I know I should move forward, and there's more missions for me to do, but every time I wind up doing a mission, it turns into some dumb shit where I gotta race some chick in a triathlon, or I wind up having to fucking go help somebody with a tow truck, I mean, it's just, there's no point. 
So then everybody's like, you're going to meet Trevor. You're going to love Trevor. Trevor's your spirit animal. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's meet Trevor. So then I show up and I meet Trevor. Trevor is a, uh, a former partner of Michael's who has a meth lab in the desert. He lives in the desert above. So basically I'm going to get, he lives in like fucking Stockton. Well, that's probably too far North. He just, he just lives in the fucking desert, Pacoima, you know, fucking Pomona, one of those joints. So he, uh, where did my buddy live? Where did I go record the show with Eric? I, I can't even remember the fucking name of it now. Like it just, uh, it, it's, it's just again, desert. So Trevor lives there. And Trevor is a very smart, uh, borderline genius criminal mind, but he also is a fucking monster. So what he does is he surrounds himself with terrible fucking people so he can be the king of the dipshits because he's smarter than them and he's meaner than them. And also Trevor is pure id. I see what people meant when they were like, man, Schmitty, it's going to be your fucking spirit animal because this dude, if he wants to fuck you, he's going to fuck you. If he wants to fight you, he's going to fight you. If he wants to kill you, he's going to kill you. If he wants to steal your fucking car. That's fine. He does all of that shit and he does it with no remorse. And he's, he's funny. His dialogue was really, was, was very funny. It was cool. But, uh, when I became Trevor, I couldn't become the other two guys because they were lying low from the jewelry heist. So you had to be Trevor for like three days and do all these missions in the desert. And I mean, the missions were like, they were simple. I, 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 that's the only way to describe it. At one point, this is not a joke. I have to go meet a hillbilly named Cletus. And and, and look, the, the whole point was to teach me how to use a rifle with a scope. I get it. But the way they did it was there was a mission where me and Cletus had to climb to the roof of an abandoned motel and shoot coyotes or shoot out the tires on cars in the overpass. And uh, this will sound ridiculous to you, but doing it, it felt real. It felt too real. It felt like I felt like I knew these people because I've seen enough stories about the fucking desert and how people have fallen apart with meth and shit like that. It made me feel like I was contributing to that problem by enjoying it. I know that sounds fucking strange. I don't know how to explain it any other way, but it felt like I was validating that behavior in that existence by participating it and enjoying it. I, and, and I know I shouldn't extrapolate these things into real life. It's just a video game. You're supposed to blow off fucking steam, but as Trevor, you're just running around like he literally, when we first see him, he's fucking some girl. Okay. Literally that's your introduction to Trevor. And then her boyfriend shows up and he's like, man, what the fuck Trevor? It's not cool that you're fucking my girl. And Trevor goes up to him and he goes, would you rather I fucked you? Take your pants off motherfucker. And he's really going to fuck him in the street before a bunch of other stuff happens. And then later on, he tells a guy he's going to fuck him in the, in the skull. And then he tells another guy they're going to do, they're, they're going to drive from the desert down to Los Santos, which is Los Angeles. And he tells him, he goes, Hey man, if I start to get tired, you're going to give me a hand job. And the guy's like, what? And he goes, I'm serious. He goes, well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He goes, you'll suck me off. And, and the thing is with this character, now look, I know it's a video game, but you believe him and you believe he's that terrible a person. And I'm that guy. In the game, that's who I am, and that's who I'm supposed to be enjoying being. I'm supposed to be enjoy being the guy who would rape anybody, the guy who would shoot anybody in the face, and uh, and you can find fun and enjoyment in it because he's. I'll tell you what, again, his dialogue is fucking hysterical. But like I said, everybody around him, the guy you know who's gonna suck him off, he's got like pierced lips and pierced face. He's got like 40 rings in his fucking head. He's got another dipshoot who lives next door to him who he makes do bad things. And, and they all like it. And then, and then he 
tells the guy, I'm not giving you any fucking money. Would you rather, or would you rather I just fucking punched you in the face? Like he's just, he's a cheat and a bad person. He's just a terrible fucking guy. And he's wearing disgusting gray sweatpants and he's drinking and he's just fucking horrible. And I, I couldn't be him anymore. I, I just couldn't. I, there's a scene. All right, look, he leaves the desert and he goes to Los Santos. And I, I know it's silly to talk about a video game to this extreme, but I'm trying to explain how I felt. He, uh, he leaves and he goes to Los Santos and he's got Wade. This guy, Wade is the meth head who was going to jerk him off. He was going to make jerk him off. So he goes, uh, you got people in Los Santos, right? He goes, yeah, my cousin Gary or whatever lives there. He goes, all right, we're going to Gary's house. So they fucking, they pull, and all the whole time as it's happening, he goes, I have to drive the car. I have to drive into Los Santos, and I have to follow the map, and I have to go to his cousin Gary's house. And I, I know I'm not supposed to think like this because it's just a video game, but in my head I'm going, man, do I feel bad for Gary. Like, I, he doesn't even know what the fuck's going on here. He's just, he just happens to be related to a meth head who's fallen in with the worst fucking guy on the planet, and he is now fucking five minutes away from having his life forever fucking changed. And I know you're not supposed to think like that in a video game. It's just silliness. It's just pointlessness, fun and and goofiness. But I felt bad for this Gary who I've never met because his meth head cousin was bringing the devil to his fucking apartment. So sure enough, we pull in and we go up to the door and, uh, you know, Wade knocks on the door. He goes, it's your cousin Wade. And and Ron's like, uh, or whatever his cousin is, his name is Gary or Ron. And he goes, who? And he goes, it's Wade, your cousin. And he goes, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not dressed or whatever. And fucking, you know, of course, Trevor just goes, open the fucking door. I'm going to shoot you through it or whatever the fuck. So the guy opens the door and then Trevor just bursts into his house. And now he's got Trevor and Wade in his house. And now you're like, again, it's like bed bugs. You're never getting rid of those motherfuckers. Never. I knew it in my brain. I go, well, he's never going to get rid of these guys unless they kill him. So then the guy says, hey, man, this is my girlfriend's apartment. You guys can't be in here. I can't have guests. And Trevor's like, fuck you, man. Make me a drink. And and then he says, basically, he's like, I'm going to murder you if you don't let you get me some alcohol. And so the guy runs out. And uh, and then Wade has to go do something. So Trevor's alone in this guy's girlfriend's apartment. And the thing is, I will tell you this again. There's a painting of the girlfriend on the wall. And I felt bad for her because in my head, I'm like, oh, man, she has no fucking clue. She's on a business trip. And the only reason her fucking life is about to be turned upside down is because the guy that she's chosen as a boyfriend has a fucked up meth head cousin who hangs out with the devil. So in her apartment right now, this guy is sitting with these gray sweatpants that smell like cum and shit. And he's sitting on her fucking nice new couch, making this guy go out and get booze for him. Uh, And in my head, I was like, this is fucking awful. So then sure enough, they get in there. He sends Gary out to get booze. He sends Wade on an errand. And then it tells you the game gives you a progress report. And the progress report was you can now use Gary's house as a safe house after missions. Whenever anything happens, you can return here. And that that's supposed to be good news. I suppose that we now have a safe house in Los Santos, but you know what? It made me tremendously sad because that meant for the duration of the game, Gary was going to be tormented by fucking Trevor. And eventually again, I can predict it now. Gary's girlfriend is going to show up. Trevor's going to fuck her. And, uh, and she's going to maybe even like Trevor, like it'll turn out where she has a thing for like macho guys. I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen. It's just, and look, I'm probably putting a lot of my own fucking hangups in this fucking game, but in my brain, cause I, there was once, there's a movie called the getaway. All right. And it was originally with Steve McQueen and Ally McGraw, but then they remade it with Kim Basinger and, and Adam, Alec Baldwin. Uh, 
And uh, Michael Madsen's the villain, and he's just, he's really good in it. He's just a fucking bad guy. Well, he winds up in a fucking gunfight, and then he needs to be repaired, so he shows up at like a veterinarian's house. And the guy playing the veterinarian looks like the dude from the paper chase. He's just kind of a pussy, nebbish looking dude, and his wife is Jennifer Tilly. So you know where this is going. Madsen's there. The guy's patching him up. He's got his shirt off, and he keeps looking at Jennifer Tilly, and she's frozen around him. She does a really good job of portraying a woman who was happy in her existence until danger walked in the door, and she decided, well, you know what? This sounds really good because then Madsen, like he's he knows what control he's got over her. He's like, hey, get over here. He goes, uh, you know, and he makes her rub his shoulders and he makes her go get him a drink. And she just says, she's like, yes, sir. And she does. She's frozen. She's like the submissive who all of a sudden is under the spell of this bad guy. And eventually it gets to the point where Madsen is fucking Jennifer Tilly with the husband tied up on a chair watching. And the husband is crying. He's just crying because, again, his life is destroyed. It's over. And they they laugh. It's the coldest fucking moment. He literally starts crying and he yells. And Madsen and Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly is like she straddled Madsen and she's hopping up and down on him. And she's looking over her shoulder and Madsen's looking at him. And they both start laughing. They laugh at the guy in the fucking chair all tied up. And this, again, this dude was a respectable veterinarian in the middle of the desert, of course. But he's got a wife and he's, uh, he's just trying to live his life. And then... Danger came to the door and fucking ruined everything. And that's exactly the situation I thought of in GTA five. When Trevor shows up at this fucking house, because then end, everybody who told me you're going to love Trevor, you're going to love Trevor. I did. I thought he was really funny until you can't stop being him. And then he's just terrible to everybody. It was just, there's no redeeming qualities to anybody in GTA five. None. The, the wife's a cheat. The kids are horrible. Michael's a fucking, you know, a death dealing mobster. Trevor is the devil. All of his meth head friends are fucking weak, pussy, awful dudes who would do anything they were told to get a rock. Franklin's a fucking car thief gangbanger who's trying to move up in the goddamn world. He's the only one that you kind of like. And you like his gangbanger friend who also then turns out to be an asshole because he leads them to a couple of traps and a bunch of shit happens. He's just a bad gangbanger. But playing the game, I found myself just, it, it felt like having a, a, uh, it felt like my brain was just kind of submerged in, in filth or there was a thin coating of, of awful, of just a fog of, of, of green gross. I, I know I'm not describing it well. It just, it just didn't feel like anything I wanted to participate in. I didn't enjoy it. So I did it for a week and then I went, I got to take from G, uh, take a break from GTA five. And, and I went into this, this last of us and dude, this movie, the last of us, this video game, the first 10 minutes there's more humanity in the first 10 minutes of The Last of Us than there was in the entire week of GTA 5 I played. And it's just, there's more humanity as you move forward. Now, look, is it a dystopian future? Yes. Are there people infected and you've got to, got to fight your way through? Yes. But there's relationships. There's there's tenderness. There's there's goodbyes and hellos. And and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I look, I'm a sap. I admit it. I watched the first 10 minutes and at the end of it, I sat there and I teared up like I was, I, you know, I didn't fucking boohoo sob, but you know, it brought tears to my eyes and I had to dab my fucking eyes on, you know, I'm on Twitch. People are watching me and in the chat room, it's funny. Everybody's making fun of it. They're like, ah, ha, ha. And I'm just like, oh man, am I immersing myself in these too much? I think maybe I am. I think maybe that's on me. You know, I immerse myself in GTA five and everybody else can just play it for the malevolence and have fun. Hey man, let's drive around and kill shit. And I did do that. It was totally fun when you did it, but I think it's the volume. You know what I mean? Because I, I played it like five, six days in a row and I was doing four or five hours a day. So it just, it really just fucking, 
it weighs you down, man. You're just you're just constantly putting on hair shirts and fucking and and leaving yourself open to terrible situations and you're being mean to people and I don't I don't want to be mean. I don't find any fun. I don't take any joy in in driving over a baby stroller. It just it just didn't do it for me, man. I did a bunch of it. I was fucking enjoying it when I was driving around, but eventually it just weighed me the fuck down. Where I, It was Trevor that did it. It was once we went up in the desert trapped with Trevor, there was really nothing I could do. I just, all you had to do was fucking make it work and move forward and do the best that you could. And I did. I mean, dude, one of the fucking, one of Trevor's missions is to kill 25 rednecks. It's literally in this, in a, there's a clock. You got a clock, you got to kill as many people as you can. And uh, that's awesome. But at the same time, you're just like, oh, Jesus, really? I mean, this is a thing. You know, on Spider-Man, I was swinging around and I was fucking solving puzzles and it was all bright. And then uh, all of a sudden I'm Trevor in the desert and I'm threatening to fuck guys and killing rednecks. And it just, uh, it was just a bit much for me. So, so that was strange. I won't, I won't, you know, I won't lie. Uh, so I took a break. So now I'm on the Twitch channel. I don't know the fuck, how did the fuck did I spin off into this gorgeous bullshit? Um, the point is I have a Twitch channel. Come and watch me. <laughs> eventually I'll be back in GTA five. Once I can shake the stink off me and I can get back into doing it. Because again, like I said, I did take great pleasure in doing a lot of the the crazy stuff. But when you start doing too much crazy stuff, you're just like, man, I just, this is fucking, nobody is good at all in this game. There's nothing redeeming at all. Nobody's nice. Nobody's fun. And you, and the thing is you can't, you can't even choose to be nice to people. That's what drives me crazy. As any character, the second thing you say is fuck you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, what are you staring at? Well, Jesus fucking Christ. Let's, I, there's, Michael has a therapist in the game. I just want to go to therapy the whole fucking time with Michael. That's it. Hold on, water. I just want to send Mike. Oh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I almost forgot again how to swallow there, but I made it. I made it work. Uh, so, so that's, uh, that's a thing, man. I, I've been playing the games and I'm doing it on Twitch and I hope you'll come and join me and check it out. And the games are fun and we have fun doing it. And eventually I'll be doing a, just a chat channel. And I want to throw this out there and see if anybody out there is interested in this. Uh, this Sunday is WrestleMania. And, uh, like, I know some of you don't like wrestling. Some of you know that I do like wrestling, although I don't really, I don't watch it much now. Uh, but I read about it all the time. I'm on, I'm on board. I know what's going on all the time. Would there be any interest in me doing a live, uh, WrestleMania broadcast? Now, the way it would work is I will watch WrestleMania. You can't hear it. It's copywritten material. So I won't be able to broadcast it on my Twitch channel, but I can watch it. And I can describe it and talk about it and talk about wrestling and kind of reminisce about old school wrestling and stuff that I liked and talk about what was going on in the matches. Now, look, it's going to be a four hour stream. And if you're down for that, that's fucking cool. If you want to do it, that's great. Um, but I really think that I'm going to do it on Sunday. I'm going to try it because, look, I always threaten to do this shit. I'm like, I should do this. I should do that. I should do a video where I talk about the Joker. I should talk about these things. And then we don't do it. You know, but I mean, I uh, as, as long ago as like six weeks ago, my buddy Chuck was like, you should do WrestleMania. And he's checked in periodically. Go, what about WrestleMania? Made any decisions about WrestleMania? I'm not even going to ask a poll. I mean, I'll, I'll, let's put it. I'll just throw it out there. Sunday, uh, I'm going to do a live Twitch stream during WrestleMania. That's it. Uh, and it won't be me playing a game. It's going to be me watching WrestleMania and talking. I'll talk with people in the chat room. We'll talk about the matches. We'll talk about old school wrestling. Talk about whatever the fuck's going on. But I'm doing it. I'm just fucking doing it. And unless, of course, the WWE gets wind of it from here and they shot me the fuck down. I mean, I don't know what'll happen because I also don't know about copyrights and shit like that. All I know is you can't hear it. Like if I don't, I, I can watch it because I'm going to buy it anyway. You know what I mean? Or I have the WWE network anyway, so it, I'm going to get it. But um, but the, the point is I'll be watching it and talking about it live. And if you want to join me, 
in the chat room, that would be pretty fucking cool. And I'm hoping that'll draw some new people in. Maybe that'll be some new wrestling fans who want to pop in and say hi. Uh, and I will I will dazzle them with my knowledge of, of uh, wrestling past. No, I won't. I'm not going to dazzle a fucking soul. I'm not, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even doing this. I'm going to Uber on Sunday. Forget it. I'm taking it off the table because I got to Uber. I got to get back out there. I told you that, right? I got to get... And dudes... Uh, should I tell you this? I don't know if I want to get into this bullshit. Um... <laughs> Where are we at? Ah, Jesus. Um, should I tell you on the other side? Ah, fuck it. All right, so I uh, I have to get back in the car. And I've, met, I've talked about this for the past couple of weeks. Um, for a reason. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get this Twitch streaming thing off the ground. And uh, and so I've been dedicating a lot of time to it where I'm streaming virtually every day and, and only taking the one-day Mondays to do podcasting and things like that. Um but I've also been, you know, not driving. So uh, because I, I was able, I had some money saved up, you know what I mean? Where I was, I was gonna, I could go ahead and focus on Twitch. I was making money on Twitch as well. Um, but I, I was, whatever, I was, I was okay. I mean, I, I had a certain date in mind. I had all these things squared away. So that's one of the reasons why I was able to stream every day. Now, I mean, I could go drive after streaming. I could drive before streaming. I could do all that stuff, but um, but it was, I thought it was important for me to concentrate on the streaming and try to get that up to speed and get it the best I could. And it was really, it had a ton of momentum, but then all of a sudden it started to fall off. So then in my brain, I was like, you know me, I talk myself out of shit and I'm like, well, should I keep doing this? Is this a thing people want? But I mean, the fact that I go and do it and I've got, you know, uh, I would say anywhere from 30 to 40 regulars who show up and not every day, but there's like, there's a hardcore 25 that show up every day, but then there's 30 to 40 floaters. And, and then there's new people who come in and I get new people every day. I get new followers every day. I mean, I'm almost at 900 followers, which I'm told is good. I have no idea. It's not like fucking Ninja with a million, but I mean, you start where you can with nobody knowing who the fuck I am. So that's fine. But that was the whole point was I could continue streaming. And, uh, but then when it started to fall off, then I'm like, well, what do I do here? What games do I play? Do I do this? Do I play different games? Do I have to choose different games and how do I make it work? And do I get new people? I, it's just, it's an entirely new world, but that's one of the reasons why I didn't drive. I was like, well, I'll go ahead and concentrate on doing this and, uh, and we'll try to get this up and running and we'll try to figure out a schedule that, that behooves me and everybody else. Um, now I think I told you in December I had, uh, my bank account frozen <laughs> because, uh, when my, my, uh, and let's just, we'll, we'll reset on this. When I got divorced in 2013, uh, my wife left and I kept all the debt. That was the deal. You know, I felt that I had not been a really good husband anyway, and I wasn't going to chase her down. And besides, she didn't really give me a choice. She bailed. Like she left. I told you, I came home to a note. I got divorce papers in the mail like a week later. And, uh, and she was gone, but I wasn't going to fucking penalize her because I understood why she did what she did. So I sold her her car for a dollar and, uh, all the credit cards were in my name. Now I should tell you that she initially, all the credit cards when we got married were in her name and then she wound up getting sick. She got cancer. We lived on credit cards for a, you know, a year or so or whatever. And then she got better and, and, uh, but her job changed and we fell behind and then she wound up having to declare bankruptcy. She probably doesn't want me to fucking say this on the air, but I just did. Uh, but that's a million years ago and she's out of it and she's doing much better. So I then, I wound up getting all the credit cards and we lived on my credit cards for a while. Now, again, when I was working and doing great, I had great jobs and she was doing good. We were fine. <clears throat> but then when I wound up leaving 
funding his pets and people. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just get another job. That's going to be fine. Well, then I could not segue into another gig. It just didn't happen. And then we started to live on the credit cards and we were doing the best we could, but we were just getting falling behind. And then, uh, and then she left and she left me with a uh, five figure debt that I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say five figures, um, but I'm not going to give you a full number. Yes, I am. <laughs> what if I did? Uh, it was, it was $71,411. No, it wasn't, but it, uh, it wasn't small. So I, uh, and I had, you know, when she bailed, I had no gig. You know, I, I, I wound up, I was in the mix for a job that I thought I was going to get. And then I didn't get it. And then my brother saved my life by getting me the job at barbecue house, which was fine. I became Travis barbecue, but Travis barbecue was doing all he could because now he was a single income house. And I mean, you know how my life changed at that point, because at that point, all of the money from the show used to go back into the show. It would pay for plane tickets and hotels and shows and theaters and things like that. And I would go out and do a lot of live stuff. Well, my life completely changed when I had to start using your money, the money you supported me with the Amazon link and shit like that to actually pay fucking bills. So that put the kibosh on live stuff in 2013. I've only done four out of town shows in the past five years, I think, you know, I do Podfest once a year, which is now canceled. And then I've done Cincinnati. I've done a couple in Seattle. Uh, I did Pittsburgh. I had to cancel Phoenix. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not captain draw. So when I would go out and do these things, I did it just basically, if I broke even, I considered it a huge fucking victory. Um, I wasn't selling a ton of fucking tickets. I mean, on the, on the one man I did, that was totally different. That was in the heyday, man. 2012 when, uh, I had a little more momentum and I had, you know, I did a Kickstarter and we went out and I did shows and I mean, I would, I sold like 75 seats in fucking in Atlanta. I'm what I did really well in, in a lot of these shows, but I mean, even now I went to Pittsburgh. I think I sold 12 seats. You know what I mean? I went to Seattle last year and with me and Graham, we sold whatever the fuck we sold. And a lot of it was for Graham. I'm not sure there's any appetite for me to do live stuff. You know, I did Cincinnati and people came in from Canada that saved my ass because if it would have just been the local people. It would have been me and like five people in the room. But luckily, Canada came out in force and they fucking hung out and my friends came down and bought tickets. And and if you don't think that that's fucking weird and embarrassing sometimes for me, uh, you're wrong because I, I these people are my friends. And in my mind, I'm like, I shouldn't charge my friends to come see me in a goddamn room. And I know that's a strange thing. And then everybody's like, no, dude, we support. That's why we want to do it. Even when I did Toronto last year, you know, we, we just did a pass the hat. I don't want to sell any fucking tickets. And if people want to go ahead and support and, and on the Patreon or whatever the fuck, that makes me very happy because, again, the whole goal is to make me my job. So when Karen bailed, it left me with this debt. And I, you know, in the beginning, I, I'd played this game before when Karen was sick, uh, you know, sending money here, sending $10 here or $50 there, or 150 here just to try to stay ahead of it. But they would keep charging interest charges. They would keep calling you and going, hey, man, yo, this, you got to pay it by this date or we're going to you know, all this bullshit. And I told you the, the final straw was I talked to a guy once for an hour on the phone and he, he made me feel at home. He made me feel listened to. And he's like, you know, here's my name if, and my number. And here's the special address that I have. If you send me $170, I'll be in charge of your account. We'll talk again next month. We'll make this work. So, and I told him, I go, look, man, I get called by you guys every fucking day, sometimes twice a day. I get letters in the mail. It's just fucking exhausting. And I trusted him. So I sent him $170. And uh, the next day I got a call from that card card company. I said, no, I'm dealing with Roger, whatever the fuck his name was. I'm dealing with him. 
And he goes, I don't know who Roger is. You have a bill and that's outstanding and you got to pay it. I go, no, Roger took over my account yesterday. He took over the account. I'm dealing exclusively with him. Here's his extension. And the guy goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know if that guy works in the office. I go, he does. Here is his number. And he goes, I don't care. You need to make a payment. He goes, I'll tell you what, if you send me the same money you sent Roger, I can go ahead and make sure. And I was like, you cunts. I mean, this is, this is just a game. You're never going to win. You're never going to get ahead. And that's one of the reasons why Karen had to file what she, what she did. Because once you're, once you're drowning uh, or the boat is sinking and you've just got a fucking paper cup to bail it the fuck out, man, you're going to be in the drink eventually. So uh, when she bailed in 2013, she left me with a lot of debt. And again, like I said, I'm not blaming her. I thought it was a good idea. I just said, go, you know, because I, I totally understood. I was not a great husband. I didn't, I didn't pay off on promises that I, I had made. Certainly I had not achieved anything uh, that my vows had said. And so I was like, go man, go be happy. I stole enough of your fucking life. Now, was it dumb? Did people go, man, what are you doing, man? You know, she should be responsible for half of this shit. I'm like, yeah, but it's California and who the fuck knows. And I mean, I, you know, it, it was better this way. It just made sense. So I then, then of course the machine ramps up. I'm getting calls every day. I'm getting fucking letters every, every day. And they're trying to get their money. Well, I, like I said, I had played that before. So I wasn't about to fucking go ahead and start calling them and going, please give me, uh, give me $5. Uh, so I did what I do best. Uh, I hid under the coats. I said, fuck this man. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to let this fucking ride. And, and because here's what they're going to do. They're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. And then eventually they'll stop. You know, and then I'm just, I'm basically wrecked for seven years. And after seven years, we'll try to emerge like a fucking cicada, like a financial cicada and see if I can go ahead and breathe in some fresh air again. Uh, so they kept coming and they kept coming for like six months. I'd get phone calls. I'd get emails. I'd get fucking mails, all that shit. And finally, then I started, you know, it's the, the first wave is all the credit card companies. Then the next wave is the, the, uh, the people they sold the debt to. And then lawyers and people like that. And they really kind of get intense for a while. They're really trying to collect on you because they bought the debt. They, anything they get is gravy at this fucking point. So, uh, and I just, I just fucking hid from all of it. I'll tell you what, the smartphone's a great invention because if you ever see a fucking number you don't know, you just hit that red button. You don't have to fucking deal with it. It's like they didn't even exist. Now, at the same time, I'll tell you, I wasn't proud of this. You know, if, if, if I could have paid everything, I fucking would have. Um... And, and I know you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, Mike, if you would have gotten a regular job, you could have, well, fuck it. I did get a regular job. I worked as Travis barbecue. And then I also did the Uber thing early. And, and it, it was just a tremendous amount of debt getting out from underneath. It was going to be very difficult and would have meant, uh, I mean, I, I would have had to take a roommate It it just, it, I would have had to move. It just, it was all I could do to pay the bills I needed to pay to stay alive. Health insurance, car insurance. Uh, at the time I still had a car payment and, um, you know, uh, rent cell phone, the shit you need to stay alive. Um, so eventually they stopped calling. They stopped coming after me. Uh, but then, you know, I, I started to receive some notices from one bank and they were saying, well, you know, you need to do that. And it, it went through the chain. It went through. And finally it turned out I got served like a summons. And I looked at it and I showed it to Lily and I goes, this look real to you? She goes, I don't know. She goes, I, it does. It looks real to me. She goes, but you should probably talk to a lawyer. Now, again, that's just as 
bad as fucking calling these companies back. I mean, if I go to a lawyer, what's he going to do? He's going to make a phone call and, and then tell me I'm fucked. I mean, I, I, so I just, I didn't handle it the best way I could have. So I just kind of went, well, I don't know what this is, but I mean, again, they're, everybody's chasing me. Uh, good luck. Catch me if you can. So, uh, these guys continued the pursuit. They got their butterfly net out and they're like, all right, well, we're going to go and get this guy. We're going to come after him. It was, uh, uh, fuck it. It was Barclay Bank, but it was Barclay Bank who sold it to a fucking lawyer in Sacramento, and this lawyer just kept coming, man. I mean, just sending shit, and I, you know, I I dodged it. I just fucking didn't acknowledge it. And maybe if I would have called them, I could have straightened something out. But the bottom line is, and you already know this because I told you in December, they froze my bank account. Uh, I had a certain amount. I think it was like five hundred and forty dollars in the bank, and they took all of it. And it turned out I went into the bank. I panicked because I, I went to gas up my car. Ahmad was in town. I went to gas up my car and it said I had no money in the bank. I checked. It said I was overdrawn. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because I had outstanding checks that bounced because I thought I had a certain amount of money in the bank. And uh, so then I called Citibank after I, you know, it's funny when Ahmad went, I dropped him off at the airport and I went right to the bank. So I went to Citibank and I was like, hey, what's going on here? Can you guys tell me? And uh, they said that there was a lien placed against my account by the state of California. So they had frozen it and, uh, the assets had gone to this company because they had won a judgment in a certain amount. And I, I just, I was like, what the fuck? So then I think I also told you then eventually it turned out that like Citibank charged me $250 because when you get a lien for some reason that it costs them money or it doesn't, they just want to fucking punish you. I don't know. It's fucked. So I, I tried to straighten it the fuck out and I, you know, I found out this company and who it was and it was this lawyer and I tried to contact them and now they didn't take my call. You know what I mean? Cause they've got the lien. They've, they've already got me dead to fucking rights basically at this point. Well, I had money and I had some money in the bank. You know, I wound up in January, I made some, uh, adjustments and it turned out that I had, uh, I, I, I wound up getting some money, uh, toward being able to get the streaming thing up and going. You know, I made some money via Twitch. I made some money via YouTube and I made some other money. I know it sounds like I'm selling meth with Trevor. Uh, but the point is I, I had a nest egg. I had a cushion and I figured I had probably five months to where I could just go ahead and, and, uh, cause again, and that's in addition to making money via Twitch and YouTube and everything else that I make money on. Uh, I still had, I had a fucking, I had a cushion. I had, Something to allow me to concentrate on getting this up and running. And, uh, you know, I went to Arizona to go to spring training. And I was getting ready for the trip. And uh, my stomach, my throat just made a noise. I apologize if you heard that. <laughs> I was getting ready for the trip to Arizona. And like I said, I knew I knew how much money I had. I was going here, but I was trying to figure it out because I had just written a couple of checks. And I was like, all right, before I go out of town... I have to know how much I have. So if I go there, cause I'm a cash only operation. I mean, I don't have credit. I don't have any of that bullshit. Anything I spend comes right out of what I had. So I wanted to go, well, look, you got to have a budget. If you go to Arizona, you can't do this because you got to do this. And then this is due. You know, it's just, I'm a, I'm a responsible person. I do stay on top of things like that, but at the same time I can get lost a little bit and you, you, you maybe you wait a week before you check your bank account, whatever. And, and or you look at an ATM receipt once. And so, uh, so I, the Friday before I went to spring training, which I don't know what that was, um, the fucking 18th, I don't know, no, no, probably the 15th, I was in my house, it was Friday night, it was 11 o'clock p.m., 
And uh, I was like, all right, I was getting things ready. I was answering some social media and I said, you know what? I'll check Citibank and see what I've got in there and figure this out. And, uh, and I knew I had a, cause I had just received a Twitch payment that day. So I knew I had that in there and I was like, all right, I wanted to see what it, done, it had done to my bank account. So I'm like, all right, I think I got this. Let's take a look. Cause another thing I've done that I've, I've, that has gone by the wayside since 2013, uh, I don't keep meticulous, uh, banking register records with my checkbook. Cause I don't write a lot of checks. A lot of my stuff is online. So keeping track of online payments. I can do that via the email, but I mean, and I do the math in my head. I'm like, all right, we lost this. We got this. We're covered here. We're doing this. I should keep better records. I know that stop yelling, but, uh, I went to the ATM and, uh, or I'm sorry. I went to the app. I was, it was 11 o'clock at night. I was in my house and I signed it on my laptop and I knew, I knew what I had in the bank. All right. And, uh, I'll just, I'll just tell you, I had, I, with the payment from Twitch and stuff and the cushion, whatever the fuck I had accumulated, you know, I had about like fifty four hundred dollars You know what I mean? Uh, I went 56, something like that. I don't know. I had about five grand and, uh, I signed in. It's 11 o'clock at night on Friday. I signed into the Citibank app and, uh, it, it, in big block fucking red letters, it just says overdrawn. And I, I mean, dudes, you talk about your stomach just falling the fuck out. I mean, I, I don't, what I thought might've happened was I had used my credit card. You know, I'm buying stuff at Amazon. You buy whatever I thought maybe, cause this has happened to me before someone got my credit card and clean and, and cleaned out like $400 out of my bank account and Citibank just refunded it. They were like, sorry, man, gave me a new card. But you use your card all over the place. I mean, I use it at fucking Walgreens. I use it at, at, at uh, Smart and Final. I use it, you know, at, at anywhere. I, I don't, I don't carry cash. I say I'm a cash only operation because I'm, I'm operating from a pool of cash, but I don't have any money on me ever. I, I use my debit card everywhere I fucking go. And then I thought, oh, did somebody clone the number? Like immediately, that's the first thing I think of. Because how is all of my money gone? How is my, how is all of my fucking money gone? That makes no fucking sense. And this is the same thing that had happened in December. And I should tell you this, the, uh, the credit card company that had the lien on me, the lawyer that had the lien in February, they had taken $150. So I had called their office and again, I got a voicemail and I said, listen, I said, you know, you took $150, you got a lien. If you can do that every month or even make it $200, I'd be happy to make the payments. You tell me what we got to do. Uh, but yeah, if you take $150 a month or $200 a month, that, that actually can work with me. Like I left, you know, I'm trying to work with them now and it's late. I get it's way too late. I should have worked with the bank and not with the fucking lawyers because they're not even taking my fucking call. I'm leaving voicemails and, and, uh, but they took 150 in February. So I'm like, all right, if, and if they're going to take 150 to 200 a month, I can make that work overdrawn, gone, all the money. Well, it's 11 o'clock on Friday night. I mean, I, I, you know, I try to do the online chat. It's closed. Nobody's in their office until seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock in the Midwest, which is four o'clock AM my time. So now I got to sit here for five hours, ready to throw up, wondering what happened to all my fucking money. And that just gives whoever the thief was five more hours to fucking disappear with it. So, uh, TikTok 
And uh, I actually went to bed at like 3.55 a.m. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it from bed because whatever the answer is, I want to be able to sleep it the fuck off. <laughs> uh, so I get in bed and I call. And it's, you know, you got to fucking, unfortunately, there you know, it goes to another country. So I'm trying to deal with those people. And they're hearing my, I'm trying to hear them speak. And, and so I said, hey, look, I'm overdrawn. I don't know what's going on. I'm starting to panic. I know I had at least $5,000 in the bank and I don't know where it went. And you got to do a and she goes, I am showing by my records that you are not overdrawn. And I said, I'm like, what do you mean? And she, I said, I went last night. I signed in. And she's like, no, 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 no. She goes, um, she goes, but you pay, you paid out. And, and she tells me a number. So basically they took almost four grand. She goes, she said, my balance was, I had like 1600 left in the bank. And I said, well, where did this, did I, I, I thought, I think my number was stolen. Da, da, da. And she goes, no. She goes, you have a lien by the state of California and they, they closed the lien yesterday. They collect, and, and so they took almost four grand. Now the card itself was three, but between lawyer's fees and another Citibank fee and they, they dinged me and it is, they took four grand. And I, I just, I, I said, all right, thank you. I said, so you're sure? Give me a number. What do I have in the bank right now? And she told me, and then I signed it in the app, and it was right. Um, but she said the reason it said it was overdrawn was because such a large transaction, they they stop the account to make sure that it isn't a fraudulent transaction. And I said, thanks, and I hung up my phone, and I just laid there in the fucking dark. And I realized that... Uh, that Uber Mike was going to be back on the road soon and a lot sooner than he thought he was going to be. And, and look, I, I did not get mad. I will tell you that I was freaked out and I wish it would have been different. I wish it had been a story where there was a fucking, somebody stole it and I got refunded, whatever the fuck. And I wanted to be furious. I wanted to be angry because again, they didn't return my calls. They didn't talk to me when I called them. You know, I left voicemails and I tried to deal with, you know, the fucking one fifty a month, all that shit. I tried but I tried too fucking late and I can't sit here and be mad at somebody who doesn't take my calls and hides under the coats when I've done that for the past six years. And I can't be mad at somebody for going through the motions and winning a judgment against me and taking money that I owed. I mean, we ran up those credit cards. We lived on them. We, I mean, we weren't extravagant. We're not buying diamonds and shit, but at the same fucking time, we, we, you, you know, you use, I don't, I don't, I never was, I didn't have the intention of getting a cards to run them up and bury them. You know, I liked credit. I enjoyed having it. I liked, you know, my credit rating was fucking like 760 or when I first started, cause I didn't have a credit card until I was 35 or whatever age I was. Um, and, and, uh, and, and I, so I liked it. I liked being a responsible member of society. And I also like somebody who could call up and put a plane ticket on a fucking card and deal with paying it in three months. I liked doing that, but we both abused the shit out of them and we spent and we lived on them because she wasn't working. And then I was just trying to chase comedy instead of getting a regular fucking job and everything got frozen in the last few years of our fucking marriage. And we just buried ourselves in a mountain of fucking debt. And I took it. That was my choice. And I spent that money. That was my choice. And I hid when they served me with a summons and they tried to come looking for me. That was my fucking choice. So. 
uh, four grand, man. And, and like I said, it was the cushion I had built to try to go ahead and stream as much as I could and make it work. And, and, uh, and I was grateful for the help where I found it and I earned money. It just, it just, it was such a kick in the balls because it meant, like I said, it, it moved my timetable up by two months. You know, I was hoping to go back on the road June 1st and I, I had plans and, and I, you know, I, I even sat down and structured it. I'm like, all right, you can do this and you'll make this much. And I had all depended on what I made on Twitch. And if I, but I, June 1st was my goal to be up and running with Twitch being really viable and then going back and supplementing it with road stuff. But I, um, looks like June has come early. So I went to go see Dave this week to get my car inspected and get that looked at from bottom to top and make sure it's ready to go. And uh, I think I told you that Uber has slashed driver's fares by 25%. So I don't know how that's going to affect me. They changed the whole bonus structure now. It used to be if you did 25 rides, you got 40 bucks. Or if you did 55 rides, you got 120 bucks. Well, now you got to choose. They've made it a fucking video game. They're like, hey, pick your own quest. So uh, now if you do 20 rides, you get 10 extra bucks. Or if you do 30 rides, you get 20 extra bucks. Or if you do 40 rides, you get 30 extra bucks. But if you do 90 rides, you get 180 extra bucks. So they learned that if they put the carrot further out, people will try to chase it. So the more rides you do, the better your bonus. So they're just basically asking you to drive yourself to fucking death. Because do you know how many hours it takes to do 90 fucking rides in three days? You've got to be shitting me. But I'm sure there are people out there doing it. I can't. All I can do is my best. Of course, if I had done my best, I wouldn't be in this situation. But who the fuck wants to talk about that? Also, I went to get gas. Last time I drove was in December. Gas was $3.03 here in Los Angeles. You know how much it is now? At the cheap station, it's $3.60. And I'd love to bitch about that as well, but I voted for the gas tax increase because I thought it would help the homeless. (laughs) What I didn't realize was eventually I was going to count on it to help me. So I guess what you could say is as I'm buying $3.60 a gallon gas, I'm formulating my own nest egg. Because if a chunk of that goes to help the homeless, I got to figure all the money I'm investing over these next two years will really pay off when I'm sleeping in a fucking tent in 2021. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You know I'm on Instagram and Snapchat? You should know that. I'm telling you right now. Take that to fucking heart, man. I'm Mike40YOB on Instagram and Snapchat. Instagram? Instagram. I'm so poor I can't afford another M. Instagram, the, the other bend. I just go with an N. Um... Instagram and Snapchat, Mike40YOB, find me there. As I mentioned, the Twitch channel exists. If you want to follow or subscribe to the Twitch channel, that's great. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, go ahead and find me there, and I'll probably talk about it again on the other side anyway. Remember that Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. He's the best. He's a cool guy, and I like him very much. You can be his friend at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Uh, right? Yeah? 
facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and, uh, and tell him you love him. Go ahead, write him a note right now. Tell him you love him. He's the best. Uh, he's a farmer. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got long hair billowing in the wind as he tills his fields and tends to his crops. And then when I need him to do something with Drupal or whatever the fuck in the, in the, in the website, he just does it. He's a good guy. So, uh, please follow our friend Ryan Dirks on Facebook, be his friend and tell him he's the greatest. Uh, our friend David Hernandez does the artwork and the music for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and be his friend there if you would. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you're interested in him doing some artwork for you. You should be because he's fucking talented as hell. And you'll want to find him at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I would love to have a painting of Superman on my wall. Well, you could probably do that in oil or watercolor. Maybe you're thinking with the Avengers coming out, you're like, I would love to see all of the Avengers assemble and take on the Ninja Turtles in a brawl. Well, he could do that for you too, as a matter of fact. Just go ahead and check out his website, artbydmh.com. He's done Valscapes. He's done Guycons. You can get a feel for what his work is like by checking those out there at the website. I think they're all sold. Or inquire about a piece if you've got a, he's got a piece there that you like maybe he's still got it for sale i don't know if he does i think a lot of the stuff on the website is gone but why not ask him again go to facebook.com slash david mex hernandez and find him there become his friend and ask him questions about the artwork that you can purchase for you and your loved ones or just go to artbydmh.com, check it out, feel uh, free to go, you know what, I really need my aunt to have a poster of Underdog, and he's going to be like, I can handle that. Whatever you need. I don't know why I'm on a hero kick today. I mean, if, you're, if your aunt wants a photo of, of fruit, or not a photo, painting, she wants a painting of fruit, and why is it your aunt? Why is that always my go-to? Even on the Cameo app, app I'm like, hey, can I call your aunt? Nobody wants me to call their aunt. Nobody wants their aunt to have a painting of fruit. If there's somebody in your life who needs artwork, Mex can do it for you. What you need to do is go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and be his friend. Contact him there. And if you want an idea of what he can do besides the stuff he's done for this show, you want to go to his website, artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. I hear my phone a pinging, but I don't want to go. I'm sick of when the fuck tarts. Change my radio, I'm stuck in Uber prison And time keeps dragging on But the drunks keep calling Until the break of dawn When I was just a baby My mama told me, son This is where I keep my pot And no, you can't have none But I punched a dude in Tahoe just to watch him bleed Man, I'd bet I'd be less violent If mom just shared her weed Fancy hipster bar They're probably wearing knit caps And trying to play guitar Well I wish that I could show them The genius that is me But I'm just their Uber driver And that's what tortures me
If I could get back on stage, I'd bet that I'd get famous for my anger and my rage. Far from Uber prison, that put my mind at ease. Then I'd take my Uber sticker and feed it to the bees. Sponsors, you say? Well, yes, we have them. We have one, certainly. Our great friend, Fearful Jesuit at the Paranoid Strain Podcast, sponsors this show, and I love him for it. I love him for a lot of reasons, not the least of the fact that his ass looks great in a robe. But other than that, uh, his show is so meticulously well put together. I just received a note from him this week, uh, and I actually got a sneak preview of the next episode. And I, I don't want to talk about it yet because he's got a, whatever he's going to do is more. He's got more magic to do to it. But next week I will tell you all about it. But I'm excited to hear what it's going to turn into. Uh, he, you know, he sent it to me for an early preview because, again, I, when you're sponsoring the show, you get special perks like that. I get to go ahead and listen to a show. I, 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 when I, let's put it this way. I'm the one getting the perk. He's not getting a perk. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm plugging the show no matter what the fuck. But for me to get it early and get it before you guys, that's a goddamn perk. And I get to hear it as a work in progress and, and, and tell him exactly what I think and tell him how great it is because it is going to be great. I mean, I um, have not listened yet because um, I, I've had a whirlwind couple of days. You know, I just recorded a podcast, like I said earlier today, where I was on uh, Road Stories, which will come out this Sunday, Murray Valeriano and Pat Francis and me, not talking about the road at all. Now, look, I'm going to blame Murray for that because he can lead us wherever the fuck he wants to. And he, we wound up talking about M&Ms, but that, that's fine. I don't, it's his show. So I just did whatever I could to fit in. And uh, that comes out this Sunday, me and Murray and Pat on road stories. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about that podcast. They don't sponsor this fucking show. The Paranoid Strain podcast sponsors this show. It's available in the iTunes store right now. You can go ahead and check it out. Like I said, there's a new episode coming soon. I have a sneak preview of it here at my house. But uh, right now there's a quick hit episode in there, and it's regarding uh, the Denver airport and Alex Jones and and all sorts of cool ass stuff. You want to download that and listen to it. Download the older shows as well. All of them well put together. All of them meticulous. All of them terrific. All of them uh, work that I respect and work that I find uh, admirable that I, I kind of wish I could do. I'm, uh, how do I say this in a way that's good? Um, it reminds me of when I used to be a writer. I mean, I can still write and do good things. Um, oh, I sh- uh, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to tell you about this on the, on the other side, or the previous side, I should say. Um, another cool thing while I had this cushion going, and I was, I w- I was in the mix for a job. And, uh, and I've, I've been going back and forth. It was a writing job. And I've been going back and forth for about a month. Uh, and, you know, when I first I sent it, I had to do a package. Now, um, I told you I'm finding it harder. Well, fuck, why am I telling you this now? We're, we're in the middle of a plug for our good friends, the Paranoid Strain. Let me tell, let me finish that. The Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store right now. Go listen to it. Download it. Subscribe, please. Leave a note in the iTunes reviews and say that you love the show and tell them that you mentioned us. Don't tell him he mentioned us. Just go ahead and mention us. So then they know that you heard the show through us and he thinks I'm a hitter. Uh, write him a, a note, paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Uh, or it might be the paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Here's the thing. CC one and BCC the other. He's going to get the note either way. Uh, and just tell him that you love what he does, man. And, and tell him that we sent you. And tell him you want to keep hearing more and more episodes. Because I know how it is. Especially when you work as fucking hard on a show as our friend Fearful does on his show. 
you, you just want it to be appreciated. Especially, he's not making tons of dough. He's not doing anything. I mean, he's got a real life, but also this is a passion project for him. So he wants to hear the passion in others. So please do me a favor. If you've listened to the show and you love it, uh, send him a note. Leave him a note on Gmail or go ahead and, like I said, leave a note in the iTunes store. Mention us, please, because it lets him know that you came from our, our family. But, uh, but tell him how well he's doing. Tell him how good the show is because it just makes him want to keep going out and producing great work. And I, and, uh, I think sometimes people lose sight of that. You know, like I said, we, especially with podcasts, because podcasting is, you know, this is a free show. I mean, you consume it the way you want to consume it, but this is free. Are people nice enough to contribute to Patreon and all those other things? Yeah. But uh, when you put out a free show, that is, again, this week is going to be over two fucking hours. Um, and, and, you know, whether I'm just kind of unleashing the bees and kind of flying by the seat of my pants or you're fearful who actually sits down and meticulously scripts his show, uh, you want to get feedback from people. You're paid in kudos. I mean, I've said this a million times. You want to hear people give you their their honest opinion and tell, well, you, you want them to like it too. So don't tell me it sucks. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Because uh, it doesn't suck. What he does is really great. It takes very, very... Uh, careful planning and meticulous script writing. And he does a really fantastic job with it. So please tell our friend fearful Jesuit that we sent you, you love the show, download the past episodes and subscribe because the new one is coming soon and it's going to be fantastic. I know it is. So please, uh, the paranoid strain podcast in the iTunes store, check it out. So I was in the mix on a job and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I told you I'm, I found myself paralyzed sometimes now. Like I, as I've gotten older, even like, you know, with the podcast and the podcast has come out late, uh, later and later, you know, cause sometimes on Friday and shit like that, it's because I do this, I get this thing. I don't, I can't explain. Like I said, I can talk myself into not people not liking what I do. Who, who cares? I've talked about it ad nauseum, but, uh, I think I told you when I worked at jobs, you know what I mean? I, I would sit down to write and I could churn out material. But then I would do, I would go right up to deadline. You know what I mean? Like I'd wait until 12 hours before deadline and then I'd churn out all my work because I'm, you know, I'm prolific and fairly talented. So I was able to do it. But now as I'm older, I find myself, uh, I was told I needed to do a package and they wanted to get a package from me. And, uh, you know, they told me on Monday and in my head, I'm like, you got this because Monday's a work day. I'm like, all right, dude, you got to do this package. You got to fucking write. And I, I tried and I sat and the thing was, I didn't, I wasn't just writing jokes. I had to generate other material as well. So in addition to the jokes, I was trying to do this. And then I had to match the jokes to that long story, but I did it. And, uh, but it took me forever, man. I, I mean, not forever, but I, but I banged it out Monday night. I got it fucking done and I didn't get to bed until like fucking 8 AM Tuesday morning, but I didn't give a fuck, man. I got it done and I sent it in and it was fucking funny. That's what made me, that, that was what made me cause I'm dudes. I'm fucking funny. So I sent it to him. And then the game begins. I, I don't know, you know, I don't want to be a pest, you know what I mean? But I got to follow up on my package because I got to find out where they're at because I know a bunch of people were in the mix on this thing. So I waited a few days and then I said, hey, you know, I sent him a note and I said, hey, look, looking forward to hearing from you. If there's any word, please, you know, whatever. It was just a touch base note. And uh, he sent me a very curt reply, you know, and, and, uh, but then the next morning he wrote me and said, Hey man, we've been crazy busy here. Sorry about yesterday's reply. And, and he was very nice. He goes, we got the package and he goes, and we like it. You know, we'll, we'll, we're trying to see what's going to happen. So 
oh, I let a week go by because I don't want to bother anybody. I just, you're on eggshells because the last thing you want to be looked at is, like I said, some fucking desperate motherfucker. Uh, but at the same time, you you want to let them know you're interested. It's such a weird thin line. I'm sure it's it, any job you would apply for, any office job or whatever. You're just trying to stay in the loop. So I waited a week and then I wrote another follow-up note. And, uh, and he wrote me a note said, Hey, look, man, no decisions are over here. It's crazy busy. As soon as we know anything, we'll let you know. And I was like, all right. And in my head, I just shined it. I'm like, well, whatever. But then that was on a Friday. He sent me that note. And then the following Monday morning, I was in the gym. My phone went off and it was from him. He said, Hey, uh, we looked at your package. We really liked it. We've kicked it upstairs. The executive producer has it. And once decisions are made, we'll let you know. So that got me crazy excited because I'm like, all right, I've, I've passed whatever arbiters were in the beginning. And now I'm up in front of the big wigs. And like I said, I know I'm funny. And I also, I should say, I know a couple of people who worked on this show. So I think I'm okay. And, uh, and so I wrote him great. I'm here. Let me know whatever you need. And then I was going to write him before I went to Arizona. And, and I didn't because I was like, well, because I mean, if he called me in for an interview when I was in Arizona, fuck, I would have flown back. I don't care. I need a fucking gig, but he didn't call. And then I got back from Arizona and, uh, you know, I sent a follow-up note and then he finally wrote me this week and he said, Hey, look, um, because this is the way shows work. He's like, we're in a holding pattern. We're trying to figure out what we're doing going forward and where we're at and, and, uh, planning new seasons, whatever we're going to do. So as soon as we know something, we'll definitely let you know, but you're, we, we still really like your stuff. So that's not a no, but at the same time, I was really hoping to get that before the cushion ran out in June. And I, you know, I was, I was so optimistic. I was like, if I get that gig, in addition to doing the Twitch stuff and all this, I mean, it, it just, it would, it would be fucking huge again. Now I'm, then I'm back in it. And then if I'm working that gig, you can look for other gigs. It's just, it's just getting reintroduced to that world. I was so excited. So, um, it's not bad news. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he was very nice. And he's like, we still like your stuff a lot. We're just trying to figure out what we're doing over here. Uh, so it's that it's not you, it's me type of thing. Um, but he didn't say, well, we're moving on. So I just got to hope, you know what I mean? And hope that, uh, the show goes forward. The show gets picked up. The, I, I don't know. I don't know what they've got going on on their end, but I would really love to wind up doing it. So the point is I was in the mix on a job and I was dudes. I was so excited to tell you that I got it. That was the deal. I was like, oh man, if I get this fucking job going on the show and telling people that I got it. And you know, I, I, I want my life to change in that way. I really want to be able to go into an office every day and write jokes. I, I, I loved it when I did it. And this was a kind of a cool way to get back into it. Cause like I said, I have an in over there and, um, and I, I, I man, did I want to tell you guys I got it, but at least I did not get it. So we'll see what happens going forward. So that's that. <laughs> um, who wants to be an Uber driver? You, I know you do. Who wants to be a Lyft driver? Is it you possibly? Well, you can use my code if you want to do those things with Lyft. My code is all capital letters, Mike, M I K E seven, two, double O five, seven. That's Mike seven, two, double O five, seven. Use that. If you want to become a driver, uh, cause I'll get a spiff, a cool ass spiff. And if you, if you're a first time rider on Lyft, go ahead and use it as well. And with Uber, same deal. If you want to be a driver or you're a first time rider, use this code. It is all lowercase letters. D J Z W one Y T T U E. That's D J Z W the number one Y T T U E all lowercase letters with the number one smack dab in the middle. Use that. If you're going to drive for Uber, you want to be a passenger, you want to do any of that stuff. 
uh, go ahead and use that code. It would help me out tremendously. You know what else would too? You, you hear what Cameo's doing these days? Well, Cameo lives on your phone. And if you want me to call you and tell you uh, all sorts of cool things about yourself and your friends, or if you want me to tell you mean things about you and your friends, or if you just want me to call up and just uh, and talk about what we talked about on the Twitch stream today, soup and rice and our favorite uh, of each. Go ahead and get a hold of me, man. Let me know what's up. Find me on Cameo. Download the app to your phone. Search my name. It's 20 bucks. And uh, I'll be honest with you, the last Cameo I did was like 10 minutes long. Other people are doing 90 seconds. Fuck that, man. I talked to you. I've done, I've done a four-minute Cameo. I've done an eight-minute Cameo. I've done a 10-minute Cameo. Uh, you don't never know what you're going to get. It all depends on what the information is and what you want me to say, but I'll go ahead and do it. I am a monkey. I'll do shit for 20 bucks. Why not fucking make it happen, baby? Get the Cameo app on your phone. Bookcameo.com, I think it is. But get the Cameo app on your phone if you go through the app store. And then book us, man. And like I said, in the beginning, it used to be me and Sam Decker of the Clippers and a bunch of YouTube stars. Now fucking Katie Couric is on there and Brett Favre and Debbie Gibson and all other fucking big names. Michael Rappaport is on there fucking doing that garbage he does. And everybody else is out there taking care of business. So go to the Cameo app. Download it. And look for me amidst all the celebrities. And, uh, and I, I look, I'll, I'll give you the best quality message you'll ever get, no matter the price. You heard it here first. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40-Year-Old Boy. Uh, or is it Mike40YOB? I don't know. Just go to YouTube and put in the 40-Year-Old Boy or Mike Schmidt, and you'll see some baseball idiots. But at the same time, we've got the YouTube channel lurking, so go ahead and subscribe to that. Uh, more stuff coming to that soon, I promise. But go ahead and subscribe now so you can be there when it arrives. And uh, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go ahead and dick around on there. If you go to the merchandise page, which is also the Joe Business page, there's an Amazon link on there. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. If you're doing any Amazon shopping whatsoever, you can click through that link. It costs you nothing, man, and we get credit for anything you buy. We get a spiff off of that. Taste of the gig, baby. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It's a perfect symbiotic relationship. Go ahead and use our Amazon link. All you got to do is go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page, and click on the link, shop through, and you're in there working and getting it done. I mentioned Twitch. Twitch exists. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you can follow the channel. That costs nothing. You can subscribe to the channel. There's certain tiers that you can go ahead and use. But also, if you're an Amazon Prime person, considering we're talking about Amazon, if you're Amazon Prime, you can do a Twitch Prime subscription. And that is uh, that, that costs you nothing, man. And it gets me five big bones. So look at this. If 100 of you do that, 100 people sub- uh, subscribe to me with a Twitch Prime, that's 500 extra bucks I get a month. Holy shit, is that a great deal, right? And it costs you nothing. Uh, so go ahead and <laughs> what a fucking shill. What a goddamn whore I've become. Hey, I'll call you. Find me on Cameo, whatever you need. Wee! <laughs> I got to pay off that. I'm sure I got plenty of other liens on deck, baby. You know, more people are just lining the fuck up. Uh, so please do me a favor and use any of these options. Also, there's the Patreon page, which exists. You can become a patron of this show and it funds this show as well as the Twitch channel and any live stuff that might come up. You know, there's, there's, I had talked about doing Ohio, Ohio. I had to go on the back burner once, uh, I, the lean came to town and fucked me over. I mean, it didn't fuck me over. You know what I mean? But losing that dough, you know, I was looking for theaters and calling around. I was talking to Colette, and then I told her a couple weeks ago, I was like, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but it might still. And and then when that cushion got ganked, it definitely didn't happen. So I'm, I'm looking more at the fall now because hopefully I can get things fucking right. And also I put it off because I thought that gig was a, th- a possibility. Um, whatever. The, this is Pay attention to this life that's falling apart before your very ears. But that's fine. We're making it work the best we possibly can, as we all are. <laughs> 
So please become a patron of this and Patreon uh, me uh, to cities where I can go do live stuff or I can just do the Twitch stuff and then the podcasts and everything else. But supporting me, Mike Schmidt, on Patreon is uh, it's the thing to do. That's what everybody else will tell you. Uh, of course, they won't do it, but you will and you'll be happy you did. So thank you for thinking of me. Please go ahead and do that. Uh, I mentioned I brought my car in to get fixed. It was funny. I went to see Dave. And he was nice enough. I needed to get an inspection form done. Uber used to do it, but now they don't because, again, slashing everything across the fucking board. So I get out of the car and uh, and he looks at me and he goes, hey, you got a can under your seat. I'm like, what do you mean? And I look down and I see a glint of sunlight off metal underneath my fucking driver's seat. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I fucking slide the seat, you know, and I reach under. There's a full can of Bud Light in my car. Now, let's set the, 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 stone, the story here. You know, I haven't had the car washed because I'm just driving around myself. Uh, I haven't driven since December. So that fucking can of Bud Light has been lurking under the seat of my goddamn car for four months. And, uh, and, and my favorite part of that is that, you know, I don't even drink beer. So obviously some fucking dumbass passenger brought it in there and dropped it on the floor and it rolled under my seat and there it fucking stayed. I'm so happy Dave found it because the last fucking thing I want to do is go into a goddamn car wash and be like, Hey, go ahead and trick this bad boy out. And they pull out a full can of fucking beer. What kind of goddamn lush do you look like? I mean, I, I used to laugh because my fucking stepdad's truck would be filled with empties. He'd have two guns and like a case of empties in his fucking car, which is look, if you're going to be, and he's Florida, that's, he moved to Florida and he fit right in. He's got a truck filled with empties and fucking guns. Good for you, man. You're America in a fucking it with a flatbed. That's Ready? You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey, hey.